What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Everybody, what is up? Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Gunner's going to be joining us momentarily. We see everybody on the stream. Tyler, Yacht, Brandon, Mr. Taz. What's up, Derek? What's up, Frank? What's up, Jeremy? Uh, oh, B, you got the hoodie on. You got yeah, the yeah, I got, I got Rob, the hoodie. Yeah. Brooks created that, right? Yes, 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 she did. You know what I'm saying? No. Stand up. Give me a little bit because I got to see the ah da da. There's an ah da da on there, right? Okay. Yeah, right here. You know what I'm saying? Ah da da, right? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Ah, da, da. NFL established 1995. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. <laughs> she did a good job on that, man. Yeah, man. She, you know what I'm saying? She hooked me up, bro. She said, you got to make sure you get ah da da. You know what I'm saying? So everybody knows it's yours. You know, you do I, have to I, copyright saying, that for real. Yeah, man. man. That, that's no joke. I, by the way, I love the fact that she like watches every day she jumps in in the chat like that is so cool man i'm serious and, 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 I, and i'm gonna tell you the truth i love the fact that you know the the, the stream you know interacts with her she loves you all you know what i'm saying she yeah. definitely loves y'all even though y'all be giving me shit all the time <laughs> she still loves everybody in the stream man you know she loves you guys so you know i i mean this is this is what makes this show fun the yeah people we interact with you know talking to you guys and i get a lot of my stuff from you all so just so you guys know that's it. You know, You're providing just, content, man. Yeah, it, it just doesn't stop here. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I, you guys are the voice. You know what I'm saying? Half the time that I come up with the concepts and stuff, man, it comes from you guys. You know, you're not, you're not gonna get paid for it, but I'm gonna take it from you. I appreciate uh, y'all. <laughs> I like it. Um, so a couple things. I see people already jumping in on this. I see Dion, uh, Dion Walker. Yeah, Kelly Green. So uh, if you didn't hear. And by the way, we're gonna have Chris Franklin. Uh, looking forward to it. We, I don't think we've had Chris on the show, man. So that that's cool. I, I like that we're gonna be talking to uh, to Chris. He's gonna be joining us. He's at the owners' meetings, and Chris does an awesome job uh, covering the birds for NJ.com. Anyway, so Chris is gonna be joining us uh, at one o'clock. But so what came? One of the things that came down yesterday, Barrett, was that the Eagles have been approved for the Kelly Green uh, alternate jersey uh, this year. So that will be incorporated. Unbelievable! Love it. Yeah, you. So we were talking about this during the pre-show meeting, but let everybody know. So your last year, oh, there's Mama Brooks. What's up? What's up, Mama Brooks? Hi, Mama. There she is. Um, he's rocking the shirt. He's rocking the shirt, Mrs. Brooks. He's got it. Um, <laughs> so or the hoodie. Um, your last year was the Ke- the last year of the Kelly Greens, right, Barrett? Before Absolutely. They you know, so the, uh, yeah. I I, w- I was um, I was in 1995. I was the first year of 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 you know, new ownership and everything with Mr. Lurie. And, uh, it, you know, that year was 1995 where we had still had Kelly Green and Gary. Oh, so your first, your first year was the last year of the Kelly Green. 
Yes. Yeah, so okay, once he changed, you know, once he got got new ownership, we played that year, and then the very next year, that's when we went to the um, the the midnight green and you know changed the color scheme up. And when I remember when we did it, I thought it was innovative. You know, I thought it was hot. But now that I've been without it for so long, I was like, you know what? I want to get back to that Kelly Green and Gray. It was nothing like it, man. It, it, it just reminds me a lot of the decided advantage we had playing inside the vet. I mean, the vet was just a place nobody wanted to play. Yep. We didn't want to play in it, no let doubt. alone somebody else playing it. So that's um that 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 whole, you know, first year, me playing with Randall Cunningham, you know, I mean, for, I mean can you imagine being a rookie and you're sitting there in the huddle? And right across from you at the left tackle, the quarterback's right there where you are. And I'm looking straight at him, and it's Randall Cunningham, that the ultimate weapon. Yeah, I'm looking at him. I got Ricky Waters. I got Guy McIntyre as my left guard. I got Ryla McKenzie. You know, Guy yeah, McIntyre. You had some heavy hitters, man, on, on that. Oh, on it that was score. crazy. Like Guy McIntyre was on that was oh, on those um those those Super Bowl winning oh yeah Niners teams. Yeah. Joe Montana that whole crew Steve all those guys Clark all those guys you know what I mean I had him uh Guy McIntyre I had Ryla McKenzie was one of the original Hogs yep you know from 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 yeah, Joe Gibbs days yep he was my center um i had lester holmes who was uh you know first round pick with the eagles he was solid a, career he was better right with the guard. raiders right. yep i also had joe panos he he was also the right guard you know he, they went it out and i had Antone, yep wisconsin's finest then i had anton davis anton well, davis. let's keep it moving after anton <laughs> anton and but by, by the way, uh, Coach Marcus jumps in. He's right. They, that should qualify you for for way more uh, insurance. Right, playing. right. You know, we should have we should have Coach on, man. We should have Coach on. Yeah. You know, we have. Do we have a guest at twelve thirty? We have. What do we have? Uh, Chris Franklin. Uh, Chris Franklin's at one. Greg Murphy's at one thirty. No, we, we no, we can do twelve thirty. Well, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Marcus, if you want to hook it up with uh, with Tone or Tone, you want to hook it up with with Coach Marcus. We'll we'll make it happen. So we'll get that going. So twelve thirty. You know, Coach Marcus. You know, come in to me because I mean he. You know, we text back and forth throughout the day about, you know, things going on with the Eagles organization, you know, and how it affects what they have going on. I mean, he would be an interesting perspective on, you know, this this running back thing, especially when you're talking to, uh, you know, when, you, when you're talking to um, Chris about about uh, Trey Sermon. You're talking. Yeah, about Trey that. Sermon. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. talking about the running back situation with Trey Sermon and everything. So he'd probably be good to talk. I'm yeah, going to yeah. send it to you. I'm going to send it to you now. All right, we're going to make it happen. He's good. Yeah. He just showed up in the chat. He's good. All right. So we'll, we'll yeah, we'll definitely make that happen. Uh, so just uh, tone. Yeah. Uh, Barrett sent get tone uh, the connection for, uh, for coach Marcus and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Um, all right. So a couple of, let's stay with that for a minute. Um, so CJGJ. <laughs> Barrett, uh, he's he's always one. He's got the antenna up all the time, man. So I don't know if you got a chance to see this. So um, Dan Cilio had Seth on yesterday, Seth Joyner. Uh-huh. And, you know, Seth basically said the thing that, that pisses me off uh, about the whole thing regarding CJ Gigi now is the media wants to uh, make him out to be a cancer. Uh, so that that's what Seth said on Dan Cilio's show yesterday. So then right. CJ GJ. And it's, you know, he's on. He's 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 saying what he's seeing, and he's he's kind of on his side, right? He's saying it like he's on CJGJ's side. Right? He is. Oh, Seth, absolutely is. No question. Right. right, right. Uh, and then CJGJ uh, responds on Twitter. My character was never a problem in Philly. Came to work every day. Played my ass off for that city. Now I'm a cancer. LOL. Because I wouldn't talk 
to media in locker room or give them a BS story to write. Let's talk facts. All right. So, so a couple of things. I don't know that he's being made out to be a cancer. I, I think, I, you know, <clears throat> and I respect Seth's opinion, but I think that's a little bit strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I think he misplayed the market. I'm not even talking about his character. I think he misplayed and his agent misplayed or whoever just, just, just misread this thing when it comes to what he was going to get. And it seems like he got a better offer from the Eagles than he did ultimately with the lions, but that's the offer that he chose to go with because the Eagles had pivoted as how he said off of it. I, I, I don't, I'm not getting into the whole cancer thing. I, I, I certainly have never heard that, but I just think that he's, he misread the market period. I'm going to give you one better than that. I'm going to give it to you the way the Philly fans are thinking. Excuse me, mom. Please forgive me. The fans are like, fuck them now. That's all it is to it. It has nothing to do with anything other than, all right, you made your bed. You chose to go to Detroit. Yeah. Stay in Detroit. You, yeah. Just don't worry about what we're talking about now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think there is. I something. mean, that's that's yeah. that's the only thing it, it is. You know, it has nothing to do with what his, his production was on the field. We wanted him back in the worst way. In fact, he was the number one guy that everybody wanted back. Consensus was to bring back him, bring back this young, talented, who hasn't even hit a ceiling yet, hadn't even scratched the surface on how good he could be as a corner, I mean, uh, as a as a safety in the league. We just wanted him back. We didn't care. You know, come hook a crook. We wanted CJGJ back. Mm-hmm. He was the main focus in the offseason of the fans. Evidently, it was the same way with the, with the, um, with the Eagles also. It didn't get no, the, the you know, he he bet he bet on himself and misread what you know he thought was gonna be a very lucrative deal with him being, you know, leading the NFL or tied with the NFL and, and interceptions, and didn't come out on top, didn't come out the way he wanted. It's okay then, that's cool then. But then, you know, we gave you a deal that's more lucrative than a deal you got, and but you chose not to come here. So at this point, we don't care about anything else. That's all it is to it. Right. And I said before, I don't know about what he was in that locker room. I don't know why they chose to go in a different direction. I don't know why he chose to go in a different direction. But since he's gone now, you know these Philly fans are not going to, you know, talk well about you since you just left them. They're just not going to do that. Well, he no also way. he also has rabbit ears, man. He hears everything. That's and that could be a fault. That's, he also that's, that's, that's a huge fault. Every single thing. Like, that's first of all, huge. and I don't mean this, this is not a knock at fans, but like if you're a player and you're that worried about what fans are saying or whatever, then then that's an issue. You should, you got to be able to, and it's harder now with, with social media. There's no doubt than it was back in the day, but you got to be able to put blinders on to an extent and, and look, handle your business however you want to handle it, but find it strange that he's so concerned about everything that it's said about him. It's, you know, that's just, I, it's, it's the new wave of these young, these young athletes, man, social media. And it's because there's so much money that is, that's involved with social media. You can monetize yourself and every word you say, you can make money on it. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's the way of the world. Now digital, digital world has opened up so many revenue streams of revenue that I understand why they do what they do, yeah. but the same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. Right. You can't always, you know, you can't think that you can, you can, you can, you know, stay on that line and stand between the line and think that, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to deviate either way, you know, for a success, for us, you know, shortcomings, it's going to take and pick and ravage all that apart that's in you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to make you look like a hero, but it also makes you look like you're the worst villain ever. You're never going to be able to just stay centered on that line, man. And that's the problem. 
that's the problem. That and the other thing, and the last thing I'll say is like, it, I don't care what your situation is. It doesn't do you any good to have your agency tweeting out numbers of deals and saying, you know, what's better, what isn't, and all that. Like that's just that's unprofessional, in my opinion. Uh, it's definitely unprofessional. You know what? What if he has to go back and that that same? What if he says, all right, what does he do with you know with 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 you know Wagner did? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. um, Bobby you know, Wagner. Bobby Wagner wants to go back, and he went back to, to the um, Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they wanted him to come back? They're not going to deal with that agency now. Right after they, you know, backbite him. We all know that Howie keeps receipts. Howie takes everything personal. We know this. So you really think at this point that they're going to allow him to come back? Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. His agency's going to regret it because. He's not probably, you know, they're not probably going to negotiate with any of their players anymore. Number one, kind of the same thing they have with Ben Simmons and his um, clutch, and his, which he's not with anymore, by the way. They, the they dumped sports. Yeah. Remember the same thing kind of happened. Yeah, you know but so what? Rich Paul. There was a rumor that they were going to not like because Rich Paul also represents Tyrese Maxey. That it was going to be yep. make it so much harder on every guy that Rich Paul he was going to try and stick it to the Sixers. Like, give me a break. But but I hear you. I hear you. Hey, I'll throw this at you. You'll appreciate this. Because you tell the stories of your days at Kansas State where you were, you know, giving blood the night before games just to make, you know, a couple bucks. Right, right, so right. So listen to this. I just saw this before we we went on. So, you know, NIL, name, image, likeness. People know yep. what that is. So players can be paid now, okay, college players, amateurs. So listen to these numbers, Barrett. These are the top five paid athletes going into the 2023 season, okay? This is what these guys are making in college football. It's college football. Arch Manning going to Texas. He's the grandson of Archie Manning. He's the son of Cooper, who's the oldest brother. He's the nephew of Peyton and Eli. Okay. Yep. 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 He's making he's going to make 3.7 million. I saw that. Uh Caleb Williams, that. the the stud from USC quarterback. Yep. He's going into his junior year. 2.6 million. Travis Hunter, who's the kid who transferred from Jackson State to Colorado, Colorado. with yep. Dion. He, he, he actually plays both ways. He's more of a defensive back, but he will play receiver too. 1.7. Shador Sanders, who's Deion's son, quarterback now at Colorado, 1.5. Uh, Drake May, the kid from uh, North Carolina, who I, I think is a stud. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be a sophomore this year. Uh, it's redshirt sophomore, 1.5. I mean, this is these guys are making serious coin now, man. This isn't just a little, hey, go to McDonald's. Like, no, you can set yourself up for life. Bro, you know what I got? You know the only thing that I got, oh, it's not illegally, but I did. I, I got it from like boosters. I get a free meal every once in a while. You know, go to the house, eat a free meal or something like that. You right. know, maybe maybe twenty bucks here or there. Yeah. But I got a Honda Elite scooter, two fifty. Okay. And I got a twin size waterbed. That's the extent of what I got from that university. Are you kidding me? I can't even see you on a twin bed. First of all, Let, let's start there. A, a water bed. You were on a bed. twin. Oh my twin god! Water bed. They make twin water beds. Yeah. I had a twin water bed in college, and I used to ride on a Honda. It come rain, sleet, or snow. I'd be on my Honda Lee scooter going to practice, bro. And I did have a motorcycle license, and they would pull me over, and I tell them, "Look, man, what do you want me to do? I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't do it." Yeah. I, and 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 they would let me go. You know, they'd mess with me every once in a while. But it, it is that's the extent of what I got. You know, I mean, I heard, I heard about you know Nebraska players getting cars, and I remember um, 
Illinois when they had uh you know Marcus Liberty and those guys. Oh God, know, yeah. Uh -huh. you know, they all had those typhoons. All five of the starters had typhoons in Illinois. And here, what do I get? A Honda Elite scooter. <laughs> Yeah, times have changed, my friend. Right, right. That's the extent of what I got, bro. They are changing. Yeah, that is for sure. Um, all right, so a couple other odds and ends, Barrett. Sixers are home to take on the Mavs tonight, 730. Uh, we'll, we'll get into them a little bit more later, but they're down to seven games left. They're five back in the East. You know, you can forget the one seed. It's, it's You got to really watch out now for Cleveland sort of coming up, you know, from behind yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Phillies play tomorrow. It's the it's the season opener. They're at Texas. I mentioned we're going to talk to Greg Murphy at 1.30. Greg does the pre and post radio, and he also does games too on the radio as well sometimes. Um, Greg Murphy's going to join us. We'll talk about the Phillies. Here, here's something that you, you, you honestly, like, I, I legit, legitimately genuinely feel bad for this guy. So Reese Hoskins tears his ACL last week. Mm -hmm. Ironically enough, tomorrow as the Phillies are opening their season in Texas, He's also going to be in Texas getting his ACL fixed. Like, that's <laughs> tough, dude. Can we it just hold bad. off till Friday? Like it, it let him like bad. just chill and watch the game. And then when the Phillies are off Friday, let him get his knee done. But he's going to be getting his ACL <laughs> repaired as they're having their season over. I, it's tough, man. That's a, that's a, I know they're making a lot of money and all that, but these guys are human beings. It's Bro, it I is tough, them. man. I remember when I, when I had my injury, when I ripped my quad muscle from my patella tendon, my entire quad muscle, Rolled up like when somebody brushed their bicep. Yeah. My whole almost rolled up in my leg. And I did it. I was like, it was like a quarter of the way into the second quarter. You know, I mean, it was, I mean, the second quarter just started. I did it. And all of a sudden they wheeled me off. I went into the shower, went straight to the hospital. And I was out done and out of surgery when the credits were going up on the game. Oh. <laughs> they got me in there immediately. Bro. Damn, that is fast, man. Yeah, man, because they say they didn't want, you know, um, they didn't want, you know, everything to start, you know, staying up there. They wanted to pull pull the muscle down immediately, you know, so they could, so okay. they could make sure they were The heal healing properly. process a little bit yeah. quicker that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was crazy, man. So I understand, man. I mean, he's trying to get it done. Usually it takes a little longer to get ACLs done. Usually they wait, don't they? I mean, I, I've well, seen guys wait like two is, weeks. As long as the swelling is down, and he his must have, you know, what had happened a week ago? It must have gone down pretty well. I guess it'll be seven or eight days since the the injury. Maybe right. that's enough time. But you're right. Sometimes, like Brock Purdy, had to wait like three weeks till the swelling went down in his elbow. Yep, 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 yep. So you know, that's crazy that he got it done that fast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, it, that's a that's a tough one for him. I feel I absolutely feel bad for the guy. All right. So uh, we mentioned the jerseys, and the Eagles are going to wear the Kelly Green at least once this year. Let me ask you. And maybe, maybe I might be kind of interesting to ask you in terms of the uniforms that you wore, but what, what's your favorite jersey out there, man? What's your, what's your favorite, you know, uniform or color scheme or whatever? What be for the Eagles, I, I, you know, I like my my favorite play, um, my favorite jersey combination that I played in. Um, out of all the teams I played for, my favorite one was actually the Kelly Green green jersey mm -hmm. and the gray pants. Yeah. With the you know with the green helmet, yeah, that's a good look. I that love that look, bro. It was yeah, an amazing yeah. look. There he is, amigos. Look who it is! The long lost stranger. He, he is, he is washed up on 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 the shore. What what is happening, Gunner? Hello, oh. Derek. How are you today? Well, Rob. Good, good afternoon, there. 
Barrett, I hope all is well with you. You know, well, I'm glad you're back. Thank Barrett, you for coming. Barrett had told me after the show yesterday, he said, Degon, why don't you just take off Wednesday? I can't deal with you today. And I said, you sure, Barrett? Did I offend you? He goes, Degon, yeah, I just had a little bit too much. Of you. I, 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 I can't handle you today. I said, but, but well, wait, Barrett, wait, wait, what is this? I, 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 I was, I was very nice coming into this. I didn't even say anything or dig at you. He in the did. Meeting. He was good. He didn't say a word. That's and, when you know it's coming. See, wow. I, I know him. He's scoring it all up. He's ready to come in and pounce. Hey, you, you, you ever have people say, you know, uh, you know, contractors and stuff, plumbers. Oh yeah, we'll be here such and such date between such and such time, right? Well, I was expect, expecting this contractor tomorrow to right. check the, some siding on my house and stuff. And um, when we did the show meeting, as you guys know, I was on the road running errands for my wife. I pull up. He's here. I'm like, yeah. you're supposed to be here Thursday. He goes, yeah, uh, you know, a couple of jobs canceled. So I just thought I'd come. I'm thinking, what? What? You just thought you, no warning, nothing. Just yeah. show up. Yeah, it's kind of you know? weird to not even text you or, or call you. You know what I'm saying? Don't well, I'm going through the same thing today. Well, so today I said, I, I, I was talking to this guy. I got to get something done here. I got I to leak. It's nothing major. But I said, look, just not 12 to 3. I'm up <laughs> early. You want to come early? Great, man. Let's have at it. You want to come after 3? I'm good. Give me any time. Don't you know the guy comes back? Yeah, man, 12 to 3 is the only time I can do tomorrow because I got jobs. I'm like, <laughs> all right, dude. I mean, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say to you at this point. But okay. uh, we'll you can't look a gift horse in the mouth, man. At yeah, least I, it's, right, and they're so hard to get the, the yes. period. I got I to gotta take it when, when I can get it. You know, If you cancel, it might be two to three weeks later before exactly. they put you back in. Or here's my favorite. When you're having something delivered, like furniture or appliance or something, and they give you this window, oh, it could be between 8 and noon. Yes. So you get up at 7. They show up at 2.30. Uh -huh. Or it could be between 2023 and 2028. It, yes. We'll get right. one yes. of those years. Like, <laughs> and we're not going to tell you when we're coming. You better be home, though. Yeah. Well, or else know, it goes back to the warehouse. Mm -hmm. the, re the, the really worst is trying to book uh, um, a doctor's appointment or something. Oh. Mm. Or, I mean, you can get a dentist. You can get a dentist anytime. Dentists are always having an appointment for you, bro. I don't know, but people just hate to go to the dentist because anytime you want a dentist appointment, you can get it right then and there. But I cannot, for the life of me, get you know, schedule a, a, a doctor's appointment, man. It's it, it's like three, four months. It is the soonest one. You're so yes. right. Yes. You know, up, we Pete? pay for it. And in yeah. in Canada, they they wait like six to eight months. You know. Yes. What I'm but it's you know, free, though. It's free healthcare. You know what, Barry, it's funny. That, yeah. that argument comes up all the time. Man, I wish we had medical like Canada. I said, no, you don't. Because it's free, but just like Barry said, man, it could be six. I've had friends from Canada six to eight months before you can get in a doctor's appointment. Yeah. And what if you have, like, a debilitating injury, like, you know, you're dealing with cancer or something like that, and you need a checkup? You can't get in. Right. Really? It's ridiculous, bro. I mean, ridiculous. You might your arm might fall off or something before you can even get the surgery, man. You know what was wrong with you, man? So that's ridiculous, man. It's definitely ridiculous. Hey, on a, on a more positive note, hey, yes. uh, you have some positivity. What? What you? You said on a positive note. I'm trying to figure out what your positivity is. You know, I, you know. I'm glad you brought that up, Mister. <laughs> here we go. No, because <laughs> because I just want to bring something to light here. Whenever I take a dig at Mr. Brooks, Mr. Ellis is always there to defend him. There goes Gunner, backdooring him again. Bear takes a shot at me. He giggles like a Cheshire cat. He just sits there. Don't say no. I have no – you guys are like my no. children. I have no favorites. I love Right, you. right. But, you know, I mean, even, even, you know, even, 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 you know, your family. 
they see how you pick on me, bro. They see how you pick on me, man. So that's why they always in my corner, man. They see how you pick on me. It is true, but I would never admit it publicly. <laughs> <laughs> but back well, to you know what I am waiting for? <laughs> what? I got to go off my diet today. Oh, Why? what's going on? Why, whatever. Because um, the White Castle I'm having White Castles. They're on their way right now. We need on their way. The frozen, the frozen White Castle. No, 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 no. Um, one of my workers for for my uh, my company went up to oh, uh, very Central nice Jersey to visit one of our clients that we have, one of our patients up there. And I told him, you know, oh, you going where? There it is. Then I, I need um I need three surf and turfs and I need three double cheeseburgers. Well, that's that's a weakness because you didn't have to have them bring them back. Plus, on top of that, by the time you get them back to you, they're going to be cold, man. Did that ever? Did D-Gun, you know yeah, me? That doesn't stop him. Did that ever? But D-Gun sat there and watched me. I did. I almost threw a cold white cow. Yeah, man. That, You're right. He, he actually looked at that. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough. Cold. I mean, it's bad enough you could take a burger and put it under a table leg to balance the table if you had to. <laughs> when they're fresh. Oh, when, when they're fresh. But oh. you you want to eat them cold? Oh, oh man. Yeah, Wait, but, what? Bear, you've been doing so well. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. You could have worked, a cheat day, right? I worked what? out hard today, too, man. I had a great workout this morning, man. A great workout this morning. You just Got bounce out. back tomorrow. You go hard tomorrow. Just give them right. to your kids. Say, kids, this is a gift for me. That's all you do? No. <laughs> just no. That's no, it. Just no. no, no. Okay. Right. Seriously? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I got to do it. What's up, people? I appreciate you acknowledging me in the chat here. Happy yeah, Wednesday, everybody. Where's Rob? Says home day. Home day. Home day. There it is. All right. So here's what we're doing. We, we had a little audible, uh, Derek, before you hopped on. Coach Marcus yes. is going to yes. hop on yes, at twelve thirty. What are we doing, Rob? Coach Marcus is going <laughs> to hop on at twelve thirty. Uh, One o'clock. Chris Franklin from the NFL owners meetings in Arizona. And then at 1.30, Greg Murphy from Texas, where the Phillies are taking on the Rangers tomorrow in the season opener at 4 o'clock. So we got a, we got a star-studded next hour and a half. You don't want to move. So let's get a hey, quickie. Hey, hey, also, man, if you just uh, people out there, uh, I stopped by Wawa this morning. You got to try their blue lemonade. Oh, blueberry my goodness. Look at my um, sugar. Yeah, look at that. Tons of sugar. Okay, uh, you got to try the blueberry lemonade. Uh, um, I'm just saying, I'd, I'd I'd rather gorge myself on a blueberry lemonade than a dang white castle burger. Yes, well, they're I not just fried; they're steamed, Derek. What? They're steamed burgers. They're not fried; they're steamed. steamed. So that okay. means they have a little less, you know. Hold up. Okay, yeah. you see, and all the time that we've discussed these surf and turf burgers from uh, White Castle, you've never told us what kind of. Alleged fish they put on there with the, with the burger. It's probably. Is it carp? No. Is probably, it? He said, "Is it carp?" Yuck! Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Um, bullheads? Uh, <laughs> is it? Uh, Those are two of the worst eating fish in the world. Yeah, man. man. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, I won't be able to eat the rest of the day <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking, bro. That's all I'm doing. I mean, come on. Just ask. Hey, man, people want to. I'm asking. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> right. Like but GG Meta, I wish we had a White Castle here. Man, I ain't got no yes. respect for you, man. Yes, I ain't got no respect. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I gotta be careful too, man, because White Castle might be looking for me. I don't That's know. True. <laughs> they put a hit on that Yeah, I gotta. I gotta be careful, man. But um, you know. all right, let, let's get a timeout in. Let's come back, Coach Marcus, and then okay, we'll what are we Chris doing Franklin. again? Coach Marcus. Coach, Coach Marcus. Who? Chris Franklin. 
Oh, at one o'clock. Oh, we flipped the script. We're not flipping. We're just adding. We're adding. Okay. Twelve thirty, oh, yeah. okay. Coach Marcus. Yep. One o'clock, yep. Chris, and then one thirty, Greg Murphy. All right. Sounds like a plan, there, Robert. They're all caught up, fella. <laughs> let's all go, right. buddies. Hey, so shock G golly. <laughs> yes, Gunner Barrett. Rob, sports take. Let's see what I see what I put up with people. Right. And then you missed me the first 20 minutes. I did. I mean, we do this every day where you're not on for the first 15 minutes. Um, all right. We'll come back. We'll talk to Coach Marcus. Uh, when we return, we are sports take. Jake of Sports YouTube Network. All right. So you heard all the crazy food stuff that we just talked about. This is a lock. This is a guarantee for me. All right. Bravo Pizza is the real deal. Bravo Pizza in Havertown. Thrilled to have them as sponsors of the show. And I, I, look, I've been going there literally since I was a little kid. I mean, I am not kidding you. And they've been family owned since 1985. You got Alex and his unbelievable crew. They are just putting together the best product seven days a week. And, and the great thing is their food is fresh. They're not cold. Like we were just talking about with Barrett. This stuff is fresh. No heat lamp. None of that stuff. Bravo offers 20 different, 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I love the upside down. I love the pepperoni. Either one works for me. The other great thing is you can call them up and say, look, uh, I know this may not necessarily be on the menu, but I'm looking for this kind of pizza. You name it, they'll make it specialized your way. All right. They're also committed to the community They're whether it's a fundraiser for a charity, for a school, for a little league proceeds, go to those organizations. You can follow them on Instagram or Facebook at the Bravo pizza of Havertown. You also have specials on there and promotions. Their address is 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call right now, 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home you were catastrophically injured your life and your family's life that's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're back. Yes, we are. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Appreciate you hanging out with us on this Wednesday. All right. So uh, Barrett uh, mentioned in the in the first segment, we were, we were kicking around a couple things Eagles-wise, particularly the running back situation. Who better to talk to than our guy, Coach Marcus, uh, who joins us right now, former Eagles running back. And uh, Before we get to it, Coach Marcus, let us know where we can check out the show, Pro Fan Talk, uh, A2D Radio. Give us all the deets, man. Yes, sir. I am every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. on A2D Radio. That's YouTube.com slash A2D Radio. And you can check me out uh, on my personal YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com at slash at ProFanTalk. So nice. kicking the knowledge every day, man. Trying to stay busy like y'all, brothers. Give us uh, give us your take. And, and we appreciate that, man. Uh, give us your take on, on Trey Sermon, who... You know, was a guy who was a third-round pick of the Niners, looked like he had some potential, had a really good college career, went Oklahoma, Ohio State. Um, you know, was a guy who's kind of waiting in the wings, didn't get a whole lot of opportunities last year. But with Miles Sanders gone, even though all these guys are coming back, Boston, Gainwell, and now Rashad Penny, do you think he has a shot to make some kind of impact? Because I will tell you, high praise from from Nick Sirianni yesterday. On, on It wasn't just the usual, yeah, we really like him. No, like he went out his way to praise him. Yeah, I, I hope that's not becoming like one of the things that Sirianni does. He just goes over and above with every player that he has. The yeah. the sample size with, with sermons is so small. I like what I saw when he when he played, the what little bit he played. Um but it it's one of those things where you don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's never been in, he's never got experience. I don't know mm-hmm. what the situation was out in San Francisco, but we got him. He's a big back, and I was like, "Why not? Why not put him in there?" Mm-hmm. We we. I had my issues with how we were running the ball last year, um, but he is a big back. He is a young back. He's got plenty of mileage left on his tires. So why didn't we use him? There's got to be a reason for it. So we will see what happens in camp. But even saying that anymore is very difficult because what do they do in camp? When we were in camp, Bear, you know, when we we banged in camp, especially if you were an undrafted free exactly. agent like yep. like me, I had to prove that I belong there. So you, every drill, you was jumping in there, 707 team drills, and we were the guys that uh, if we were running the ball, everybody on the defense knew where we were going. Seth knew where I was going. Byron Evans knew where I was going. So you had to suck it up and get through that hole and do what you had to do, and you had to prove 
your metal in camp. Now, it's very difficult to do. All The only sample size you get for, from guys with no experience is preseason games. And then what do you see in preseason? <laughs> Vanilla defenses, um, stuff like that. The only thing you can see is, like, for instance, the the – the quick burst you saw from uh, what's the the hurdler Devin Allen, right? Okay, now you know he's fast, but can he sit on his hips and come out of a a, a route or in or out or can he change directions fast enough? I know his straight no. line of speed is good, but we need the other side. <laughs> no. no, you know what I mean. So <laughs> it, it's very difficult to see what you have now because you just don't see that in preseason no more, and it's just this whole safe thing that they're doing. Uh, it just makes it that much more difficult to gauge what kind of talent you have. Coach, I will say this. When, when you talk about a Trey Sermon, <clears throat> he had 41 carries in San Francisco, and he averaged four, over four yards a carry. But then again, with the way they run that offense, that stretch offense in a running game, it, I hate to say it like this because it, it's kind of demeaning and disrespecting those who do it. But they're so efficient at it, anybody can get four yards a carry in that 49ers offense. Okay, secondly, he gets two carries here for 19 yards. The numbers are skewed a little bit because he had that 14-yard run. But I I think he gets a fair shake this year in terms of being looked at as a fourth back. Number one, because he is a fresh set of legs at 24 years of age. He is a big back. He was a good running back when he was at Ohio State. So you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I don't know what happened to him. But because – and Howie Roseman basically said it. Because they were so tight on the budget this year, you know, and they know they got to give Jalen all that money. Yeah. Trey, Trey might be the guy that fits in as that number four back. I mean, he couldn't get any touches last year because they were committed to the three guys ahead of him. You know, you had to draft the game. Well, you got to play him. Boston Scott does multiple things for you. You got to give him his touches. And, of course, you know what Miles Sanders was to this offense. So I think Trey, who is on a very, very cap-friendly number, will get a better look this year to be that four guy than, he, than last year, I would say. I hope you're right. Because uh, I want to be able to see what we have. I don't want to be in a situation where somebody leaves and wherever they go, mm-hmm. they blow up. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, why couldn't we see that here? Yeah. Um, like even the guys that stayed, I'm one of those that think uh, some point next year, the, the Philadelphia faithful is going to be upset because they're going to see, and this is just my opinion, they're going to see N'Kobe Dean and they're going to get mad because we're going to be like, well, why couldn't we see him last year do this? I think it might be one of those situations. I hope that's um, a good problem, though, right, Coach Marcus? It, it I mean, definitely is a good. It'll problem. mean he can play. Yeah, but you know how we are in Philly, man. We, you know, we'll find something bad about it. But <laughs> well, you know, I, I hope Sermons get his gets his shot. I'm with you, D Gun. I, I hope mm-hmm. he gets his shot, and I hope he makes the most of it. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I, I won't, I won't, I won't say that I'm going to see that thing because. I don't think we're going to run the ball enough. Um, we we know what the Eagles do. The Eagles like to pass the ball first, get a lead, and then run the ball in the second half. And I can't be mad at them because it worked. It worked great last year. But when you have the type of athlete that you have at the quarterback position, what he brings to the table, you can think about how dynamic the whole offense can be if they did run more. I don't think we're going to see enough Rashad Penny um, I think they're going to play the game well a lot. But, I, I mean, to me, honestly, Rashad Penny's going to be probably our, 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 our fourth our, our, you know, our fourth quarter running back, mm. you know, closing games out as opposed to being an impact player throughout the game. I'm just looking at the history of what we see. The history of what we see is 
we know that they're going to throw the ball to set up the second half to run the ball. It's just, you know, it's just what they've done. It's just what they like to do. And, um, you know, I mean, what do you think the offense is going to be like, even with Rashad Penny now? That's the X factor because we don't know what Brian Johnson, we don't know what his logic is going to be. I know they're not going to change everything to your point because it worked, but he he's also looked at uh, a lot of things and he's got to be able to tweak it. He's got to be able to understand that you can't have Jalen Hurts with 17 rushes in a game. You, you got to be able to, to think outside the box at least a little bit. And even with Rashad Penny, I think Rashad Penny is an awesome back and he would be awesome in this system because we're not going to run him like a number one back. So that'll at least hopefully keep him from getting injured. But if you look at him uh, when he was in Seattle, did he run from the gun a lot? No, he he was in ace formation and was he's a downhill back. Now, the situation with um, the reason why me and so many other people would love for us to get uh, the kid for uh, Bajan, uh, what's the name, Bajan Robinson. Robinson, Robinson if yeah. you look how he runs the ball, he runs the ball out of gun formation but it's probably not going to happen. You know, that's a pipe dream at this point. So it, the biggest X factor is how is Brian Johnson going to run this offense? What is he going to do different? He can't do everything the same. He's got to change it up to make it his own. Mm-hmm. That's the question. What is he going to change up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I, I guess when it comes to Jalen and running, I, despite what the Eagles are saying, like, Hey, no matter what the kind of contract he signs, we're, we're not going to ask him to not be himself. And I, I don't think all of a sudden he's never going to run. But we know this, as you get older and you get better at processing and, and reading defenses, there, there's less cause to run. I don't want to take it away from him. Certainly, it's a big part of his game. But I don't think he's going to run. I, like, Marcus, I don't think – I think there's going to be very few 17 rushing attempt kind of games, unless he's under crazy heat, like the Detroit game where he was running for his life half the time. I, I just don't think we're going to see that. I think there's going to be less rushing attempts, and that's okay, too. I mean, I think it's, a, it's actually mm-hmm. a progression. I, I agree, and I and I hope that is the progression that he takes. Uh, if you look early in, in McNabb's career, he did the same thing. Yep. <clears throat> I remember that one year he came back bulked up, and he because he wanted it to be in the pocket. That was also the year he was throwing all the balls in the dirt, but he worked himself out of that. But there was a purpose for that, and he he was right. You're not so, just gonna let that slide back. <laughs> he's just gonna not. <laughs> he's just throwing the dirt. Okay, see, he, come on, he, man. He, he was throwing because I remember that year. He had bulked up, and a lot of his balls were low. Yep. But to his point, he wanted to be more protected in the pocket, and that's exactly what happened. He, he became a pocket quarterback, and he got out of there when he had to get out of there. That's what Jalen's going to end up doing. He, they'll, he'll have enough times where he has to scramble out of the pocket and get his yards to do that. But it all comes down to, again, how Brian Johnson wants to do it. Um, are we ever going to get a screen game back? I don't know. It all depends on I what missed you them days. Oh my god, man. Screen, screen game. What's that? Right. <laughs> man, not to mention, in my opinion, we got the best trio of tight ends in the league. And we should be able to use all of that. Put all of that stuff in the pot, man. And our offense should be nice. But we got the man that's calling the shots, that's calling the plays, has got to be on point. I would I would go back and say this also. Um, if you look at their overall stats for the regular season. They threw the ball 536 times, but they ran the ball 544. So they ran it a little bit more. Now, that number skewed a little bit because after Miles 259 carries, your quarterback had 165 carries. Mm-hmm. So if you want to reduce the physical stress and wear and tear on your quarterback, 
I do believe that the passing numbers should exceed the rushing numbers if you reduce the amount of runs your quarterback has to run. And I'm not talking about when he has a scramble. Every quarterback has a scramble. I'm talking about the call running plays for that guy if you want to reduce the wear and tear on him. And then I would think the passing numbers start to exceed the run numbers. I, I agree 100%. I, listen, I'm a running back. So my my position is dying. We are becoming extinct. Uh, there are very, very few true running backs coming into the league now. Now everybody has to be CMC. Everybody mm-hmm. has to be Debo or like Gainwell. Everybody mm-hmm. wants a hybrid now. So even uh, Bajan Robinson catches the ball just as good as he could run the ball. So people like Derrick Henry, people like Zeke, uh, big backs Rashad Penny, those guys are dying out because everybody wants that hybrid now. But we had the offensive line last year. We could have smashed mouth anybody, and they couldn't stop it. And for some reason, they just didn't do that. And I think they wasted a lot of opportunities in that situation. But we'll see what they're going to do next year because now we got changes on the offensive line. Now okay, we got to so, fill some gaps, and we still got to go forward. So where do you think uh, where do you think Robinson is going to go in the draft? You know, right around where? I, I I'm hoping that he doesn't fall to, to Dallas. I know that's the I said the same thing. <laughs> I know that's what everybody doesn't want to happen. I've seen four mock drafts where Dallas picks him up, yeah, uh, or trades up to get him. Yes. Yeah. They picked twenty six um, right now. I think it's I, I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I think it's yeah. twenty six, and I think I've seen four mock drafts where, oh Jerry, Jerry Jones. Yeah, they're twenty six. <laughs> Jerry, you know, goes out there yeah. and picks I, them at. at I don't know, man. They, they tag Pollard. That's a lot of money tied up in, in running backs. Yeah, but you know what though, Rob? If you if if somehow he slips to twenty six, yeah, the number you have to pay him on the first is much different than if you try to get him in the top 10. You're saving right. millions if you get him in the lower, lower. I mean, you're right. They franchise Pollard. But this is a this is a Jerry Jones storyline. Kids already at Texas, stays in Texas. Yep. See, that, that's a that's a Jerry Jones line right there. See, yeah, I guess. And, and you know the kid's going to be dynamic, man. You know he's going to end. Oh, my goodness. It's, I know this sounds kind of dark, but Jerry Jones is trying to make one last splash before he's out of here. <laughs> so by out of here you mean like yeah, you mean like, yeah, you mean like out of here yeah <laughs> retire out of here man. you mean yeah. retire or in a box he's, because he's never going to retire so it's going to have to listen, be in a box he's never retired bro at, at so he's in the big time, press box in the sky right <laughs> exactly man at some point every time i see that man in a press conference he looks worse and worse and i'm like dude eventually you got to get that baton to your son and let and just back off no and way is he backing he's off. Not, he yeah, he's backing not going to do it. No. He loves the well, limelight too. They're going to have to pull that baton out of his hands, man. Bro, he looks like he, the crypt keeper. He, wants, man. he wants to be able <laughs> so I look He at absolutely does, like, man. You know what I mean? He but like he, he, he got to uh, put, you know, he got to use more moisturizer because his, his face started oh like my God, man. rawhide or and, something. And, you know what I mean? And man? the thing is, when he's gone, he still will be there because you know what they're going to do? They're going to put him at the 50 yard line. You know that, bro. <laughs> oh, he's, already, he's already bought a machine right now that can take his essence and that, put that it in. That one little spot where the light, where the sun comes in, will be, be his spotlight right there. Man, every home game will be, let us have a moment of silence for, for Jerry. Right, right. Oh, Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, ain't, it, it ain't. It I mean, we got. I would love to have John Robinson because I think he's he's that type of. I guess the best, uh, the best comparison would be CMC or Debo, um, 
damn, they're both on the same team. That's still scary. Uh, but he's that he's that type of player. But in our offense, are we gonna if we had somebody like that, would we give him the ball? Enough? No, and that's that's but that coach, that's what gets back to when we we have these debates. That's why yeah. I say the Eagles wouldn't use a resource like that because they know themselves, you know, better than anybody else. Exactly. They would not, they would not stay consistent with it. They don't look, their belief is you win throwing Jeffrey Lurie will tell you that, you know, so they're not going to invest a first rounder. I don't think, and I I, look, I think it hits kids dynamic, but I just don't think they're going to invest a first rounder. Let me ask all of you guys this, because I've seen this three times now this week in mock drafts. What if the Eagles took an offensive lineman at number 10? It's not crazy. It's not crazy. I'd be mad. Now you didn't react on that. Huh? You wanted me to react negatively on that, but no, I didn't. No. No. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you the truth. If they did that, that'd be status quo. Mm -hmm. I was I'm still like dumbfounded of the past two years that we've taken an offensive lineman in the second round the past two years. Right. But it just so happened those second rounders are playing. Great, the past two years. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, especially fans, fans, not crazy at thirty if you're still if they hold on to right. thirty. Right. But you know, the fan base is screaming for, you know, a, a edge rusher, a cornerback, um, a wide receiver at ten. They they don't even want to hear offensive linemen. But it's very feasible that this organization, because they like to build from the inside out, might look at a serious offensive lineman at number ten. In my opinion, that first choice is if you can get. <laughs> Uh, Witherspoon or Gonzalez, you get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Or, or if by if by chance something goofy happens and Jalen Carter falls all the way down, what's going to possibly you know, happen? Also, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep, yep, yep. And then I like uh, uh, I forget what is he another Georgia kid? Is that Kelly Ringo? No, Alabama. yeah, Ringo, Ringo, no, Ringo's in Georgia. Ringo's he's Georgia. Georgia. He's Georgia. Yeah. The uh, who is it? Branch is Alabama, right? Yeah, Branch yeah. is the safety yep. slash. He's more the hybrid. Yeah. A slot corner safety guy. I, I, I guess everybody. It's become a vogue thing now to go get guys that can hybrids again. Yeah, because you look at um, you look at well the safety from Notre Dame went to the Ravens. He played Kyle more. Hamilton. Kyle yeah, Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. He played more as their nickel back than he played at the mm-hmm. safety position. He yeah. was inside the box playing coverage more so than he was. Um, being a deep safety. And I thought he was going to be a deep safety. He ended up not being a deep safety. He's, he's more of a slot guy than anything. So those hybrid guys, I could see us picking, picking him up in the, in the, in in the round 30. I could mm-hmm. see him using that second round, you know, the second pick in the, in the first half and first, um, first round to pick up that guy from Alabama, the safety yeah. slash, you know, nickel corner guy in the third. And I would not be mad at that either. That'd be Are a we good still looking at that guy, Neil? The guy from, what was it, from Tampa Bay? He was a linebacker that played safety at one point. So he can go both ways. Um, yeah. I don't think we ended up signing them, but I, I I don't know if they're still in negotiations or or or, or EB. Keanu Neal. Yeah, Keanu, I, I, I get it. Nothing's come of that yet. No. Keanu Neal is, is – is, is, he probably ended up back in Dallas. or yeah. He played in Dallas and he played in – um Atlanta he probably ends up back there because at this point they don't value a safety safety guy anymore I'll tell you what there's something to be said man when you when you get these young guys in and they come in and they got familiarity yep uh and so you got 
possibly another Georgia kid coming in. Mm-hmm. So now you got three. So yep. that or Alabama. Yeah. And if you, I mean, Barrett, you remember you go, you report to camp that first time and you see somebody that you played against that for whatever reason, you get some familiar familiarity with, you gravitate to that. Absolutely. That makes you a little bit more comfortable in camp. That yep. helps you out tremendously in camp mm-hmm. just so you can relax and do what you got to do. A lot of, you know, a lot of guys, you know, it was a big A conference when I was there, but a lot of guys from the big A conference played, you know, played against each other, but we became really, really good friends mm-hmm. while, you know, in the locker room, you know, so, I mean, that, that that happens all the time, you know, especially conference guys, you know, guys you played against. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, look, there's so many, it would appear to be obvious stuff on defense that they would, they would have to address, whether it's corner, uh, D tackle edge. Cause you know, you still have BG there getting on a one year deal. All those areas would appear to be, but I, yeah, I mean, offensive line, I, they got to look at it at some point, you know, if, if Jurgens isn't 100% their guy at guard, if you know, they're looking at lanes, got three more years, whatever uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're not particularly young in certain spots there. That wouldn't surprise me. And they love these swing guys. They like to cross train them. Well, so, a guy that they could pick up in the first round and get them right around 10, or if they trade it back a little bit, is a guy. Um, he's probably the, he's probably my number one offensive tackle in the draft. Is Paris Johnson from Ohio State? Oh, Paris did you Johnson. see his his pro day? Some of the stuff he was doing, unbelievable, unbelievable. He just moved mm-hmm. up. He moved up the rank. Mm-hmm. He went from number two to to number one, and he he can play in the inside. Talking about cross training, he can play guard. He can play tackle. He can play swing tackle for him too. So that that'd be the perfect pick for him. I don't know if they they would go out and get um get the kid from North, Northwestern, you know, or even Broderick Jones. Broderick Sk- Jones Skoransky. from Georgia. Yeah. Yes, you know, Skoronsky is good, yeah. man. But he's got yeah. he's got them, you know, Rex T Rex arms. Yeah, you know, just you know, said, but they're saying he make a better guard. They say that he's making he would make a better guard than Tap. Great guard because guards, you know, you want that instant, you want yeah. that 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 the power comeback. right there, come back and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, <laughs> He just – you're terrible, man. <laughs> you um, started it. Yeah, but Broderick Jones, I just think he's a little too stiff uh, at the at the tackle position. I don't think he can move fluidly enough to be um, at number 10, the pick that they pick up. You can get him later in the draft. I, I, I assume you could. But he's a big dude, though. He's talking about six foot six, like 330. Um, he's good out in space, but he just uh, – he doesn't handle pass blocking well on the outside, and you got to pass block to be in this offense. See, I think it's imperative they look at the defense because all of a sudden the defense has gotten older. The key components on the defense: Fletcher, Brandon, you know, Bradbury, Slay. You know, it's got, it's, we're talking about third, the primary contingent of the big money guys on this defense now have gotten older, um, and I think it's you, you know we talk about getting younger on the offense, especially the line. You got to start getting younger too. In the middle and the back end of that defense. Yeah, you're got, right. Um, we yeah. got we got some holes to plug. The, the, is it me or <clears throat> is the quarterback pro day to me useless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Yeah, offensive lineman and defensive lineman pro days make sense because you can see how they can move their feet. You can see what the balance is, how low yeah. they can get, all technique type stuff. Yeah, but. These quarterback pro days, I'm like, what did you see in a pro day that you didn't watch on tape? Yeah, I hope exactly. he can hit a guy, 
you know, 60 yards down the field with nobody covering the guy and no pressure on him or else yeah, what, what yeah. are we doing here? But yeah. Oh, Barrett's got his, got his white castle, Derek. Enjoy. There you oh go. man. Barrett. I, I, I feel you, Brett. I feel you, Barrett. I, I'm a white castle fan. Oh, white castle, there you go. White castles were all around Cincinnati. Oh. So on Friday nights after the high school football games, that's what you went to White Castles and then you went to the skating rink. That's what yeah. we did. See, we, 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 didn't have in, we didn't have them in Milwaukee. We, we would drive down to Chicago, an hour and a half to Chicago, once in a blue moon to get White Castle. You know, you go out late night. It you made know, you the man you are, line. Derek. It what? It made you the man you are for doing that. It made me a lot faster because yes, I had to, to run to you know where a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lying. I had, four, ain't lying. I had four three speed back then. <laughs> All right, Coach Marcus, we appreciate it, man. Remind everybody again where they can catch the show, okay? You can catch me on A2D Radio Thursday nights at 7 p.m. as well as my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at profantalk and also gotta mention me and my wife's 26th anniversary man we rocking it breaking records up in this piece happy All anniversary you. happy anniversary good work, good work man thanks marcus appreciate happy it happy anniversary you got bro. it brothers thank right, you man. take care all right let's get a quickie in here we got chris franklin coming up from the nfl owners meetings in arizona I'll let barrett get his uh get his break let him meet look at him i haven't seen him this happy this is the happiest he's been, maybe ever. Unless, unless somebody said yeah, free lunch, it's great. Gave me some chocolate cake. Unless somebody <laughs> told him free lunch, that's the happiest I've seen him. It's a good point. All right, so let's get a quickie in. We'll come back. Let's get Chris up here. That's Derek. That's Barrett. Hold that I'm Bob. Up, man. Let me see that, man. Let me see what's on that sandwich. No, turn the other way, man. See, just a cheeseburger. No? Double cheeseburger. Double cheese. Oh, there's no fish in there. Oh, I, thought I, right. saw, I thought I saw. Stop. Like stop. <laughs> just stop. Stop. All right, I can't take it anymore. I'm not gonna be able to eat when you do that the rest of the day. All right, let's get a quickie in here. That's Derek, Derek, Rob. No, let's go. We're going to the break. Let's talk about uh, Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Save me, Tone, please. All right, knowing who to trust with your finances can be a scary proposition, and I will tell you, I'm right there at the front of the line for a long time. But I found the right person. In fact. I talked to Jim yesterday about some things, reached out to him. We went over some stuff. He is absolutely on it, man. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business. You're trying to get help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. can also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. 
Is the best vacation one that you find or one you get lost in? One that takes you to new heights or reminds you to go with the flow? To get your feet wet and your wheels spinning? One that lets you find your own rhythm or get carried away? Find the best of yourself. Get lost in the woods. Plan your stay in the wild woods today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Back on what's been a weird, wild Wednesday so far, and we will. Uh, we'll what do you mean rolling. by that? Uh, you know, if you were here, you know what it what it means. And, I, I, uh, I haven't been here for the whole show. I don't know. If yeah, you're oh, I forget. That's true. You've been here. You you uh, you had a little excused absence off the top of the show. Yes, yes, you did, Derek Gunn. That's Barrett Brooks. That's the Gun. I'm Rob Ells. I'm excited, man. We haven't had Chris on, but Chris Franklin yeah. is joining us for the first time now. You can follow him on Twitter at C. Franklin News, Eagles beat writer for NJ.com, South Jersey Times, Lehigh Valley Live, Times of Trenton, et cetera, et cetera. And how about the view? He's rocking right behind him. But seriously, man, NJ.com breaking off the big bucks for that hotel room. Nice. (laughs) Hey, I'm enjoying it every way. Like, I was talking to my family earlier, and and it was like 50-some degrees earlier this week, and it was raining like, all right, guys, have a good time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, I just had Chris on in, in the middle. We he was on the middle a couple of times, you know. So Chris, you know, that's my dude, man. How you been, man? Doing all right, man. It's been a, it's been an interesting week so far uh, with these Eagles. You know, got a chance to talk to him about a lot of stuff, and it's it's been fun. I'm glad I get glad I get to be on with you guys, man. This is fun. This is yeah, fun. I get it, man. Hey, I, mean, I, I know you got a you know rip and run going back and forth to the meetings and stuff. But, you know, you and I were texting earlier, man. You were talking about Phoenix and my brother lives. What's the one thing you like about Phoenix? I don't know how much you got to see of Phoenix. Besides the White Castle. Man, we ain't talking about that mess, man. We ain't talking about real stuff here. I'm I'm with them. White Castle's good, man. I don't know. Now, I'll put the caveat. I have to get the frozen ones because every time I go go to Indy, because there's one right near Lucas Oil, I'm like, I got to stop by there. But it's really good. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's good. It's good. But. This this is place uh, love, in South. This is why I love Chris, man. <laughs> <laughs> but this is place in uh, it's called Casino Magnigal. It's, it's down in South Phoenix. It's outside the city, way out there. 
every time I got to go down there, I used to text Max, and, and I sit there. I feel like they need to will me out. They got to roll me all back, back, <laughs> back up that stream. Like, God, I need one more. I'm done. Cut me off. I'm done. Let's so many burritos and the margaritas, man. It's just fun. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. That's awesome. Oh, man. Well, Chris, give, give me your impressions because, you know, when you see a soundbite or you read it, maybe sometimes the, you know, the, the context of it could be you know, a little bit different, whatever. But whether it was Sirianni or whether it was Howie or, or Nick or, or whatever, was there anything where you, you sat back and you said, whoa, okay, uh, I kind of learned something here. Or this took me off guard a little bit. I'm a little bit surprised. It, really, I know it's kind of a general wide-open question, but but anything jump out at you from any of those three that, that kind of perked your ears a little bit? Well, I'll probably say there's two things. I think one, the love for Rashad Penny and Trey Sermon. I mean, yeah. we had to ask Nick about that yesterday because I was trying to figure out if the Ezekiel Elliott news was true, and he started going off about Rashad Penny. He loved him. He said he followed him all the way back from the char- his char- days of the Chargers. And listen, I think he could be good. The problem is, as we all know, is his availability. I mean, if you, you see the way he runs physical, you see the way he runs fast, he got that speed. It's like, all right, behind this offensive line, all right, this could be good. But then you realize, okay, you better have a good backup plan because he can't stay healthy. The other one was about Nick Sirianni. Uh, sorry, uh, Jeffrey Lurie telling, saying Nick Sirianni does about – it's been like 12 interviewed 12 guys for a linebacker position. And then Nick saying earlier that he called, he calls about like 30 or 40 guys to find out, like, see if they're the right fit. Like, I know coaches are detailed. That's when you're like, I, I mean, I'm lucky whenever I get a job. If I get like five, I'm like, all right, wow, you guys did it to go 30, 40. It's like, okay, that's a lot. But those probably things too. Really well, well, let me pick up right. on that last part because this is interesting because it's a departure from Doug. Doug it didn't have the same kind of say it feels like Nick has. If, if you get that impression, Chris, that Nick has really had a lot more autonomy in in deciding staff and picking out coaches, et cetera, especially from the last regime. Yeah, looking looking from afar, look from looking from afar when Doug was doing this the last time when Lincoln and Walson grow and then when eventually he seemed to got him fired. So now what he's looking now with, with what he's doing, it seems like they they're trusting him a lot more doing this because the fact you can get you saying like, okay, you're letting him check all this stuff out, you're letting him call and everything else, and you don't see like the hands-on approach looking. I'm pretty sure they said like, hey, maybe you should take a look at this guy. Hey, maybe you should go look at that guy, like they did with Brian Johnson. But the fact that they're letting him really run the show and and do all this stuff, I think is it, it really is telling. I think it has a lot. To hey, do Chris, with I thought it was interesting. I think it was a more so the maturation of them understanding the, the shortcomings that they had with Doug. Like, how can you be with Doug? How can you you know treat Doug the same? You know, Sirianni the same way you treated Doug when Doug. I mean, the Tuesday meeting and they were cussing him out about him running the ball, but beating a, 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 a Packers team, you know, those meetings, you know, they don't, they don't do that to him um, as much as they should do with the Doug, not being able to pick his coaches, you know, so I think they're just maturing as an organization more so than anything. Wouldn't you say? I can see that being, I can see that being a case, but the fact that, especially after, you know, a guy, at least Doug, I think, I know, I know Doug is for that, but looking at the way that I think it just seems different. It has a different feel to it as well, too. So I look at the times when you see when you look at Doug and Doug was like, hey, they were saying, okay, you had those meetings, they look around like, okay, today. you don't hear as much as that. They still meet, but nothing like, hey, it's intense or they're yelling out like that for. I think it's more of a relaxed feel in a way, more of a feel that they're trying to, like, they're all on the same page, I think a little bit more, especially <clears throat> now than it was towards the end with Doug. Chris, I thought it was refreshing that Howie was so honest with telling the media that we didn't have a lot of money this offseason to spend. We had a tight budget. Um, and with that said, how surprised were you that he was able to bring back Bradbury, redo Slave's contract, Graham come back at a bargain basement price, Cox come back, and so on and so forth? 
I'm very surprised in a way. I think they should thank CJ Gardner Johnson for that because I liked him a lot. I thought he could be really good in that secondary. He brought a lot of things, but the fact that you now have the corners and your edges now, especially with how teams use that quick passing offenses now and those RPOs where it's basically slants or quick outs, corners are playing more and more of an important role, I think, in my opinion, than safeties now. So the fact you can bring those back and you found a way to free up Fletcher Cox because you really do need help at the interior defensive line because you still got a lot of young pieces in the front. I thought that was really a lot, but hey, listen, if CJ if CJ signs, I don't think you get James back in, especially with what it looks like Sean Desai wants to do with it. I think you're going to need a lot with those corners as, as opposed to a safety. And how much do you, uh, from what you saw last year, how much do you believe in Jordan Davis? I think it's still a work in progress. I think it, when you look at the running, when you see him in the run game, it is those nine. He, he, and when he is going, I, I like the way that he really gets into those shoot those gaps and he forces you to force two two plays against him. My question, I know that everybody's was clear, I want to see him develop two pass rush moves to be that effective because I know he doesn't need to get seven, eight, nine sacks. He just needs to occupy a lot of people and just let the, like Hassan Reddick, let Josh Sweat, Brent BG, all those guys go from the edges and, and just get quicker to a quarterback. So I'm still looking. I really want to see how he develops this, this offseason in, in terms of his quickness, especially when it comes from the past year. Do you think that at this point um, the defense is going to be more suited towards what they ran before? But do you do you see him a complement of more blitzes being done uh, with this defense? What was that, what's that song there? Same as it ever was? Whatever I think it's from the age. I think we're going to see a lot of that stuff again when he gone there. I talking think heads? Is that a talking head? Yes, I was. was it only was. Yeah, that's that impressive. <laughs> big, big gray suit popping right. around. Okay. Hey, that was you the got a lot best of time. thing. When you're on the plane, oh, you got a lot of time just listening to and watch my play. Look at Barrett, too, man. All right. Okay. David Byrne is the lead singer of Talking Heads. Oh, my All goodness. Right. All the Talking Heads you're going to get today. Oh goodness! But I think you'll I think you'll see even more match like that man that match the match principles that you saw that uh, Gannon started to use a little bit more last year. So the communic the one thing that the, and it, I think this is also helps having the corners come back as well too. You're going to need that communication going back because like because if you don't know what you're doing, you're passing off. You're going to see guys just running free all over the place. So I think we're going to see a lot of more of those those zone concepts, but a lot of the man concepts just second and third level on that one too. So. It wouldn't be surprised. I just, I'm curious to see how the terminology is going to be when it goes to these guys between the systems between Gannon and the sides. But I think we'll see a lot of the same stuff. Do you think that Kobe Dean is better suited on the inside or outside? <clears throat> I like it. See, when, when I look at the, that tile defense, I always thought the uh, when it comes to the weak side is the better is the better thing. And I think he's really athletic. I think he's the best, most athletic linebacker they have. So I think it would be cool mm-hmm. if you just be able to move him, match him around the other sides in that one too. Now I know Morrow has played both the Mike and the Will, the middle and, the, and on the outside. So that gives you that flexibility to be able to do that. I'm looking more – I'd rather see him be the three-down linebacker. And, and you know you can do that when you can put him in a, in a dime. Nickel, but I think he's – I would love to see him on the outside more. But we all know he's got the ability to play in between the tackles in the middle. He showed mm-hmm. it in college. But I just – I'd really like to see him on the outside. Yeah, Chris, mm-hmm. I, I know it's like the worst kept secret, and they're they're you know it, it's kind of semantics here. But the the Eagles, Howie, Nick, nobody's shying away. Even Jeffrey last, nobody's shying away from the fact they want to get this thing done with with Jalen Hurts and, and relatively quickly. Do you think it's done before the draft? Because we're now what are we twenty nine days whatever out from the draft. Do you think it's done before that? 
I think the Eagles would love to have it done before then, but I think it might go a little bit little drag on just a little bit as well, too. Because if I'm hurt, I'm sitting there looking like, I'm in a rush. I know I'm going to get paid. And the more and more these new contracts are coming out, we we, we heard Justin Herbert's people talk like they're starting to talk. And you just want to maybe get a sense to see what that number is going to be and just keep delaying it. I mean, Lamar, who knows what's going to happen with him, but I'd wait. A, I think it will wait a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes up to July. And in all honesty, as well, too, I wouldn't be surprised if it's drawn out a little bit that much, too. Just just enough. I know the Eagles won't push it because they, they know if, when it comes to time to training camp and it's not done. Hey, when's it coming? The first questions are going to be probably yeah. during training camp. Hey, when's it coming? Hey, it's going. How's it going? Is something wrong? Something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't think it'll, I, personally, I don't think it'll be something before draft. I think it's going to be a little bit more drawn out when it comes to that. What do you think the mm-hmm. biggest sticking point's going to be? Is it going to be uh, years? Is it going to be uh, guaranteed money? I mean, what would you think is going to be uh, the, the best as far as situationally for Jalen Hurts as opposed with the Eagles? Oh, the guaranteed money. Because I'm looking, I mean, the fact you're looking around right now, I mean, the, the worst thing, and I felt if I was in last, if I was a flight of, I'm still looking at, at the, the Browns, I'm just going, why'd you do that still? I guarantee all the owners right are. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It freaks out, like, yeah. why'd you do it? Yeah. So I think that's the thing as well, too, because you want the certainty. I mean, he's, if, 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 I'm, if I'm in his position, I'm doing, the, with the style of play I'm using, I, I, I'm still developing as a passer, do a lot better, but I still like to run the ball a lot. And if I get hurt, I like to know I get paid. I don't want the team to know, like, hey, if I start to wear down a little bit over time, you know, I'm just going to move on from that. So, yeah, I'd go for guaranteed money. I think that's what you're going to – I think that could be the last sticky point that comes to it. I, I don't know if you did or not, but did Sirianni talk to you guys any about trying to reduce the number of runs on Jalen Hurst? But if he did not talk about that, from your perspective – how much do you think they need to reduce his running to keep him upright and breathing more so than missing a game here or there? I think uh, I think how I think it was I think it was how he did it as well too. I got to think about maybe Sirianni, but I remember somebody saying that they weren't going to change their style of play at all okay. because they got this. They have this uh, if he is eccentric or not because they want to put him in the best possible position and let him do what he does best because and. and Personally, I would let them do that because if you start switching up now and you start to go, okay, we want you just to be a pocket passer and you're just taking what he does best, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not talking about the the tush push as a quarterback seats, but I think it's all right. You know, you got that threat of, hey, I'm going out the backside. If you can't do nothing, I got space to run and just put that constant pressure on defenses. And then if you start playing, oh, oh, you want to spy me now? Thank you very much. AJ, go there. Dallas, go up. There's Devontae, go up that way too. I'm hitting that too. So I think it's the best way to go about that. And then if they, if everybody's clicking and if Penny or if Bijan falls to the first, second round or something like that, and they decide to take him or they take another like Gibbs or somebody else, that just adds so much more pressure on the defense. I, I, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm like, all right, cool, guys, I, I'm, I'm done. And if you had hair, you're going to lose a little like me afterwards if you're trying to stop yeah. that offense. So it's crazy. Well, I, let me ask you philosophically. Like I, everything kind of worked out last year. You, you then, to their credit, they made it happen with free agents and trades and and really upgraded that defense. But e- even Jeffrey Laurie pointed out, like, all right, that was kind of an anomaly that we were that good. Th- they kind of know going into this year. You think, Chris, that yeah, we can take a little bit of a hit, but this is a scoring offense, and we trust this offense enough that we can make up for maybe some of the loss that we had from last year. I think, yeah, I think they're going to have to go approach. They may, they may have to outscore some teams. That's going to be the way to go and look at the Chiefs and look at how they did it. They, they basically outscored teams. They waited for that defense to start to get really better because they were young. They had to make a lot of changes as well, too. And then as they started going along, they started getting more comfortable. And then we saw what happened. They made that run. And then back here in Arizona, we know what happens. So I wouldn't be surprised they lean on them heavily. I think that's where you, 
and you might as well put all, most of your resources there anyway because everybody almost everybody else you don't see you see more offensive coaches being hired or talked about as much as defense because everybody's going offense. So I think that's the way to go. You and you want to give those coaches, especially offensive minded coaches, you want to give them the assets to do what they do best. And you want to just basically put the gas on the pedal and say, hey, you know what? We're going to score you. You find a way to try to stop us. It's basically the game's coming down to if you got each stop one or two possessions, you're pretty much going to win no matter what. Yep. So that's what's coming to that. What's the biggest need at this point they need to fill going into this season? Safety. I'm, I'm saying I'm gonna give you my two. Uh, my my big thing is safety right now. We still need a safety, and we also need a third receiver. I mean, I mean, not to say I I, I not me lock on wood. Uh, you know, if something happens to you know one of our receivers, either Brown or Smith. You know, we still need that 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 reliable um, wide receiver that we can look to, you know, and, and be an impact player also, you know, as far as taking the top off the defense, are you good with what they had there last year with Quez? Or do you think they need to go in a different direction and bring somebody in or, or bring an older guy in to facilitate that third wide receiver position? I think you still, I think you start with Quez, but I'm also, I'm looking for me, I know it might be a little too high, but I'm looking at using, maybe using a third round pick on a slot receiver. I think mm. this, this draft is really deep at that position as well too. And I think that just makes the offense more dynamic when you get a reliable, consistent one. Because we Quez is fast. Quez, and when Quez is on, it's, it's tough. It's tough to stop. I talked to a defensive backs coach for another team last year. They said like, why did, they were wondering why during the twenty twenty one season why Quez wasn't going to slot more and use them that because the pressure he puts on a safety in the middle of that field it, it it worries him a little bit. And if Quez was able to be more reliable, more consistent. You mean catch every yeah, one too? Yeah, catch the ball catch- more consistently. <laughs> 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 if we can do that more consistently, I think that's the case. But I wouldn't be surprised they they when that addressed it. And then the other position I'm looking at, I'm still looking for another edge rusher. I, was, I, I or edge rusher or defensive tackle. Or if it'd be great if that person was was versatile enough to play both. I'm I'm worried about the rotation a little bit still because with Fletch we don't because if there's an injury down there in defensive tackle. We saw what happens when Fletch has to get 70 snaps in a game. And yeah. You don't want a guy at his age to go wear down that. So I think defensive tackle, but I don't think we'll go to the edge rush. You got BG, you got Sweat, you got Hassan. Okay, you got those three. I would love to see a fourth one when you got on that rotation, the guy who mm-hmm. Robert Quinn was supposed to be on that one as well, too. I know that Janarius Robinson, they kept him around all season. He was like on IR, and they kept him on a rock. They kept him right around. They thought highly of him to pick him up early in the year and basically almost redshirt him in a way to get that way. So, so I want to see if he's able to prove. If not, you got, you got to, you have to address that. You just have to address that. Long. Chris, do you think we'll see a thousand yard rusher in this Eagles backfield with the deletion of miles? Or do you think it's all going to be running back by committee? I think it's running back by committee. If you play fantasy football, I wouldn't take any Eagles running back right uh, now. Yeah. Only because of that. Cause I think they're going to mix it around. It's, I think, and we've heard Nick talk so much about roles. And so I think Rashad's roles will be first, second down. I think game Wells roles will be third down. You got Boston Scott there to spell pity if if his drives seem to go. You got that as well too. And then Trey Sermon, uh, I don't foresee him. Uh, I mean, well, maybe you could use Scott's kick returner and then use Sermon activate him. Maybe you roll with four running backs that way. Mm-hmm. But then you use Sermon to be your 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 Jordan Howard type to go. Okay, short yardage. If it's a physical game, say like you're playing like uh, like <laughs> like a, a, a three four like a team that loves to. Play go heavy on the defensive line, some of that. He's your battering ram where you need to get those extra yards, especially late to wear the teams down. Mm. Chris, how about, um, you know, Nick, and maybe he's just choosing his words carefully, but when he was talking about Cam Jurgens, you know, it, it was basically, hey, we love Cam. We'll see. Like, because a lot of us are just saying, hey, it's automatic. They're going to slide him over to guard, and here we go. Do you think that's just 
Nick trying to slow everything down a little bit. Do you think it's Jurgen's job to lose, or is that something we may be surprised at a little bit? I think it's his to lose. I, I really do. And I think that the best thing that happened for him last year was getting that those that time at right guard during practice and, and getting some snaps in that way too. Because if he was going fresh, if this was – say if Kelsey – well, he would keep it in center. But say if he was needed in a pinch roll and they needed to insert him into the – I would have been like last year. I'm like, all right, guys, you, you may want to find another option that way too. But I think the fact that mm-hmm. he learned some of that last year – He's gotten the time during the offseason to prepare. Now now he knows what his role is going to be and not waiting up until later on. And then you have the fact that you got Jeff Stoutland, who, you know, he can find – you probably make anything for him. Right. Make, for me, that one too. I think he can do anything like that. He can be able to be prepared and be ready too. So I think, I think it's really his job to lose. I think so also, man. But it's still, you know, I just still – I still can't get Driscoll and Sewell Peta out of the equation because they trust Sewell Peter so much. They trust Jack Driscoll so much. And I understand Driscoll has been a swing tackle because we don't have a swing tackle right now. We have some guys, you know, young guys. You know, I think Johnson is a guy that they, they, they have, you know, Florida State kid. Um, but that swing tackle is, is kind of something that I've been looking at also that's kind of a spur right now, you know, and I know he's going to bring somebody in that's going to be able to do it. And you go to Stoutland University and They'll speed track him through. You know, he'll get a diploma early. But still, that swing tackle position, you know, with Dillard being gone, it's definitely something we need to think about because, you know, Driscoll was exposed the last half of the year. Really, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think, and especially if, 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 there's, a, if there's an injury, if, he's, if, he, if it's a game, maybe two, I think as I'd be okay with Driscoll remaining that. If I can go ahead and I, I change the office a little bit by bringing maybe using more two tight end sets, but I think that's. They, they left them out on the island too many times. Like, eh, I want to change this up a little bit. But I feel comfortable with that one too. I like Opetta to me. I know he's played mostly like the left side, but I think he's grown a lot from where he first came in as well too. He knows, primarily, I think, look at him as more as a run blocker, but I think he's getting to the point where he can develop as well too. And then Brett yes. Toff, I mean, he's a guy, he's another guy who's can play, yep. basically play all five positions as well too. Yeah, he and can. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm worried about that. I mean, name, I mean, he missed all season at ACL, but. The more time he's had, basically he had a, he had a red, medical redshirt him. So I think he's going to be better in a little bit. They believe highly in him too. So I think he could be. He's a, a military guy. They don't they don't they don't pass the ball. They run the ball. You know, it's his military. Yeah. Guy. They've <laughs> taught him how to pass block now. So I think he'll be okay also. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Thank do you me. think we'll see a um, a number two tight end develop into more of a pass catcher beyond Dallas Goddard? You know, Calcaterra was. A catcher, but not a blocker. Stole blocker, not much of a catcher. You think we'll see one of those guys emerge as the as a second coming of a, of, of a Dallas Goddard in terms of being able to do both? I think Calcaterra could be that that one as well too. And I also I will say this: I was surprised that Stole last season because when they started throwing some, tar- some targets this way, like wait, when you the fact that Hurts look at Stole one was like we're all looking at the like. He caught, all right, cool. All right, maybe this is something going there, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah like, all right, cool. You did that, all right, right. Cool. but I think Calcaterra, I think to me, once he once he learns these angles and once he understands what what those edge rushers are trying to do, I think he's can be the one that really can truly be that second threat because he runs just like to, to me, he runs just like a wide receiver in a way that he understands where to find the open spot. He understands where to read the defense, settle down, present himself as a target, and then he goes from there on. It's just with him as blocking. I think that's just comes with time and putting some weight on. So I think he can be, to me, I think he's that option that can move up when it, to become that number two. Yeah, I see him being like a, a, a H-back. So I see him doing more fullback type of blocking, 
not in line blocking at the line of scrimmage. I don't know if he can do that, but I did see a little bit, especially in the Giants game, of being an in-line, I mean, being a, um, a a fullback type of blocker, you know, a guy that jumps out on the edge, you know, who's going to lead a guy th- through the hole, you know, that type of blocker as opposed to be a blocker at the line of scrimmage, you know. he's. I don't think he has enough ass to do that, number one. I don't think he desires to want to do it, number two. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't be surprised too. Sirianni, back when he was in Indianapolis, he did have a fullback. His team doesn't really have a fullback, right? I mean, I know, and, and I know everybody's going for oh, Jordan Mylata back at fullback. No, no, no. no they, that's not true. You need this option like that. I, I love that thinking. Like Let's too. take our left tackle out. And <laughs> everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, I hear that all the time. How about you just get my lot of some carries? I saw him when he was doing. I'm like, dude, all right, who's playing left tackle? Uh, right. Because <laughs> the last thing you want to see, somebody's want to cut. You know, like, oh, he's a big guy. I gotta go for the legs. Boom. Right. Right. Well, remember right, that time right, we tried right. to run him and then we lost our left tackle for a season? Right. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> last thing you want to see. Last one for me. Uh, are, are the Eagles still the, the favorites, of the team to beat in the NFC? In your opinion. I think so, but I think a close second right now is not. I think it's not the Cowboys. I think it's Washington. I think the they actually when you look at they have the enemy coming over there as well too. Wow. I know there's a big, a lot of big questions with how, but with that offense with those receivers, all you have to do is be a, a game manager. Just play well enough. That defensive line. I look at that. I think I think that defense as a whole. I think they're the ones I would worry about more. I think the, the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys would be like the third in the division. Then the Giants. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Crazy thing. The Giants. Where everybody's like, well, it is. They might be the fourth. Like. I, there's a scenario where you could see any of these teams winning a division. You can see you, you make case for eighty win a division, but three to four, I think the Eagles wouldn't finish in last. But I think three to four, you could see being the last place. It's that the East is finally back, but for the Eagles, probably won't like it because I mean they play else. But I think the East is finally back. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really tight, tight, tight group there. Chris, good stuff, man. Uh, Thank we, you, we, man. We appreciate you you hopping on. I know you head back to to the area soon, but. Uh, Tell everybody to check out your work. Uh, see Franklin News on Twitter and, of course, Eagles Beat Writer from NJ.com. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. We're done. Yeah, I'm man. going out there. I'm going to try to find a place yeah, to man, go. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. I'm going to get some scorpion or something. Yeah, man. Hey, go work on that tan. You look a little pale right now. That's the excuse. I need to go out there right now because this thing is getting bad now. All right, Chris. Be good, man. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Oh, man. It needs a tan. What are you doing? Unbelievable. All right. Let's get a quickie in here. Let's come back and uh, guess who starts tomorrow, baby. Phillies. Yes. Greg Murphy's going to be joining us. He is the Phil's pre and post game uh, host on uh, on the radio side. Does an awesome job also when he has to hop in there and do some play-by-play too. So we'll talk to Murph when we come back. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about pro-action restoration. Yeah, told you about my friends over there. But if you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, you go through the inconvenience, the pain of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, they're the people that you reach out to. Pro-action restoration is on call 24 hours seven days a week to to assist you. I can tell you from personal experience, I can attest to this. I called them on a Saturday. They got out there. They fixed up everything. It was it was cleaned up. The crew was professional. The price was right. It was a, a relief. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro-action restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold damage. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610 610- 623-3760-610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. 
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind, and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Twenty-six hours 
and 27 minutes and change until the I gave, I got your countdown in there, Derek. I know you enjoy that. I knew it was I, overdue. Do you like my math skills? I, uh, I use I, I use my toes and my fingers and everything else. But that's that's how close we are to the Phillies 2023 season kicking off. I can't wait. I said, you know what? I got to talk to my man Murph and Greg Murphy was kind enough to join us from the great state of Texas. And you can there follow Murph on Twitter at gmurphphils. First pre and post game host for Phillies Radio Network. Murph, what's going on, my man? How are you guys? You know, Good, I was man. sitting here and I was listening to the Eagles talk. And Gunner, if if Chris needs a tan, I, I don't know what, <laughs> what I need. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to spend a couple of weeks out there. <laughs> well, well, Murph, now that you brought it up, Murph, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say anything. But <laughs> we'll be in a dome tomorrow, so that's not gonna help. Yeah, you'll be safe. No, <laughs> no, no sunblock you needed. Yeah, you're good, uh, uh, Murph. So much to get to, man. Um, let, let's just start with this. I see. This is the, my favorite thing about sports: is we all revert back to being little kids. You get the excitement. You, you, you know, you're kind of giddy for this thing to get started. You've been doing this for a while. How, how pumped up are you for this 23 season, especially coming off of what this team was able to do last year? Yeah, I, you know, I think everybody is honestly, and and you're right. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, and <clears throat> this is my, uh, I think, 12th season with the Phillies and my 12th opening day as part of the broadcast team. And it, it never gets old. And, you know, and especially coming off of the excitement that we had last year. So unexpected, deep into the postseason, uh, with a group of guys that really genuinely seemed to love playing with one another um, and stepped up to the biggest moment. So it's a lot of fun. I've talked to a lot of the guys, obviously, over the last couple of weeks down in spring training, and they are equally excited to get this thing going. It's a long season. It's a grind. Uh, it all starts tomorrow. But uh, I think everybody's ready to go. Mark, let me ask you this, because people ask me this all the time. Do you, do you still, for as long as you've been doing this, do you still get the butterflies in the first first broadcast of a new season? I do. I do. You know, it, it's not, not, not so much nerves, I guess. It's yeah. just excitement, right? Um, and I would imagine, you know, as sports fans, that's kind of how we, we all feel. We, we want it to, to be magical. We want it to be special. And there will be times next se- this coming season that will be both those things. And there'll be times that will be challenging and frustrating and, and all of that because that's the nature of a baseball season but um absolutely you know if mm-hmm. if I didn't feel that way maybe it would be time to to be looking to do something else so mm-hmm. yeah the excitement is definitely there and I think we share that through throughout the broadcast team we share that through the clubhouse the coaching staff and everybody um yeah everybody's ready to go mm-hmm. I just think this stack man I mean I, I think we kind of closed the gap in the division I, I really I'm looking at this season kind of like, you know, I was telling these guys, you know, I asked them, does this feel like, you know, 08 as far as, you know, the anticipation of this season? And I'm looking at the roster, even with the guys we have out right now, we've filled in a team that's very competitive in the East. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the addition of Trey Turner was such a game changer. And then obviously that happened before they lose Reese Hoskins and you know Bryce is going to be out for a little bit. But Trey Turner is such a special player that he is going to really kind of transform the way this lineup looks right at the top of that lineup. A guy that gets on base, a guy that can run, a guy that can steal, a guy that can hit for power. I mean, he does it all. And he's a terrific defensive shortstop as well. Um, yeah, Barrett, to, to your point, I do think it it has that 08 feel. The, the difference, I think, this year uh, then perhaps in 08 was, is that this division's pretty darn good. We know that. Mm-hmm. The Mets are really good. Uh, th- although they have a huge loss as well. And Edwin Diaz going down, he'll be out for the season. And the Braves are terrific as well. A lot of really good young arms in, in that um, rotation. So 
this National League East is going to be a juggernaut. But as we saw last year, Phillies finished third in the National League East. But as long as you get into that postseason tournament, anything can happen and you can make your way to the postseason. So they're going to have to play well against their division rivals. They're going to have to, uh, to play well against, uh, you know, this balanced schedule that baseball has now, which I do think is a, is a positive thing for the Phillies. I think it'll help the Phillies. Um, it'll help the NL East in general. But, um, but I think all in all, yeah, you know, there's that, that level of excitement, that 08 level of excitement, because, you know, they have the talent to compete. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of staying healthy and doing it. Murph, let's talk about first base, kind of a two-part here. Um, you know, Derek Hall is, is certainly going to get the first crack. Do you think when they face a lefty the first time around, he'll be the starter? And if, let's say, maybe he struggles, who's going to be the first guy they go to over there in lieu of him? Yeah, so, you know, what we're being told, and I'm sure you guys have heard this, Dave Dombrowski has said it, Rob Thompson has said it, is that Derek Hall is going to play first base uh, a good part of the time, including against left-handed pitchers. Now, if they face a particularly tough left-handed pitcher, then they might switch him out with a right-handed batter. And, you know, they can do all kinds of different things over there. Um, We saw Alec Bohm play first base yesterday in the final spring training game of the season. That will happen from time to time. I don't think that's going to be the go-to move. Um, I think you could see Edmundo Sosa over there from time to time. I mean, he's a guy that can play just about anywhere. Nick Castellanos has started taking some ground balls at first base as well. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, different scenarios that they could go to in terms of first base. But I do think you're going to see Derek Hall get the majority of those at-bats. And I think that's good. I think he's ready to go. You know, when we saw him last year come up, the moment was not too big for him at that point. And in talking to him over the last couple of days, he feels as though he is ready. He is a guy mm-hmm. that can go out and play almost every day and, and produce for this team. Certainly that's how the front office thinks uh, about him and he believes it himself. So that's the best case scenario. That's what they really need to happen. But uh, from time to time, you'll see him lifted like anybody else against this tough left. Murph, I know you talk to all those guys day in and day out being down there. Did you get a chance to talk to Reese Hoskins after he found out about the ACL and how down is he knowing that his season's over before it began? You know what, Derek, I haven't, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, so I saw Reese yesterday for the first time since the injury um, as he was getting on the airplane uh, in front of me. Uh, I have not okay. had a chance to talk to him. I'm hoping to talk to him tomorrow at okay. some point. But, but I can tell you in talking to others, and I did ask uh, Dave Dombrowski that direct question when, about when he talked to him, he mm-hmm. said he's, he's handling it about as well as you can, which if you know Reese Hoskins at all, that's exactly what you would expect. Reese has been through some trials in his lifetime, both personally and professionally, and he just seems to step up and handle them as well as anybody can. Uh, obviously, incredibly disappointed. Uh, looking at this lineup, looking at this team, and knowing mm-hmm. that he's probably not going to be a part of it for the entire regular season, uh, you can't help but be disappointed. But knowing Reese, he's going to face it head on. He's going to have the surgery on Thursday. He's going to come back. He'll be with this team. He'll be a positive influence on this team going forward. And who knows? Who knows? They make mm-hmm. the postseason, and, and he is healthy and ready to go. Maybe we see Reese near the end of the season, which would be tremendous to see because I'd love to see him in a Phillies uniform at least one more time because he will be a free agent after this, so we don't yeah. know what's going to happen yeah. going forward Very, very after true. Very is true. there any way that we go and get uh, – um a fifth starter, you know, until, you know, Ranger gets back. I mean, in any way, would you do that? 
Yeah, you know, I'm sure they're beating the bushes. You know, fifth starters, starting pitching in general in baseball, pretty tough to, to find. Uh, right now, Matt Strom will be that number five starter for the Phils. Bailey Falter will be number four. Certainly, it, it weakens your rotation with Ranger Suarez on the shelf early on. But again, long season, and you just hope that they can kind of weather the storm in April and kind of get through April and, uh, and not fall too far behind. Um, look, Matt Strom can do the job. He is a successful major league pitcher. He's not a guy that's going to go six, seven innings when he gets his start, but they have ways to piggyback and, and, and guys that they can use to get through the bullpen is a strength of this team. So we'll be able to kind of mix and match, but I'm sure Dave Dombrowski and Sam Folder are, are out there looking on the waiver wires. I mean, tomorrow's a big day. Opening day lineups will be set officially tomorrow in major league baseball. And maybe there is a name or two out there that the Phils take a chance on. So that remains to be seen. Certainly, I, I know they'll leave no stone unturned. That's pretty much how this uh, front office goes about its business each and every day. So Painter stays down. When you don't, we're not going to bring him up. He's going to stay down. Yeah, Painter will probably start the season on the injured list. Um, okay, that's what I, I would imagine. And um, by doing so, they can free up a roster spot. So he'll start on the injured list. He'll probably begin soft toss in the next week or so, at least that was the original projection um, that he would begin toss uh, soft toss right around opening day. And then he'll have to obviously build back up. So we're not going to see Andrew Painter as part of this team, probably for a couple of months, maybe June, if he's, if he's healthy and ready to go. So, uh, but, but you talk about having a weapon down at AAA at that point, mm -hmm. certainly the Phils will have one once he's healthy. Murph, any any difference? It was a real whirlwind last year, as we know. But any difference in Rob Thompson now as the as the manager, not not the guy trying to take the reins and figure this thing out after June? Any difference uh, in his demeanor, his approach, anything like that? Absolutely not. He is the exact <laughs> person that he was when he was the bench coach, and the exact person he was when he took over. You know, it, it's so funny. I, I spent a lot of time with Rob Thompson here in spring training at different events down here and obviously over at the ballpark as well. Uh, he is about as unflappable as they come. He is mellow and, and happy and positive all the time. And it, it's just, it's fun to see. And, and when you see him interact with his players and you see him, um, you know, working around the cage with the guys and, and talking to them and meeting them in the clubhouse and having conversations, you can see that the guys genuinely appreciate his ability to communicate with them. I think it's, it is such a gift that he has um, to connect with these, this generation of players, because there, there is a, uh, there's an art to it for sure. And uh, Rob has figured it out and figured it out pretty quickly. And I think that's what Dave Dombrowski saw in him, you know, originally to, to tap him to be the next manager. So um, no, he hasn't changed at all. You know, he had a different role this year at spring training. He used to be the guy running the show. Mike Kalitri did that this year. But Rob Thompson, uh, you know, just kind of pivoted and became the, the manager's role. And and from all, you know, from eyeballs out looking in, it certainly looked like uh, he uh, he enjoyed it and, and did a terrific job. Hey, Merv, what's your perspective on this Aaron Nola contract thing? I mean, Dombrowski basically said they're putting it at a distance right now. We hope to have him beyond this year, but – you know, right now, the two cannot come to a meeting of the minds. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> negotiations, right? I mean, yeah. in, in, in big time sports, it's, it can get um, it can get dicey sometimes. I'll be honest. I, I was surprised. I was surprised that a deal was not able to be made 
before spring training was over. I'm not surprised that they've announced that they're going to shelve it and wait till the end of the season because that's that's what happens. That's what is done in professional sports. Now, there's plenty of cases where you go back and they've said, okay, we're not going to talk until the end of the year. And then at the all-star break, they announce a new contract. Anything is possible, but it's not out of the ordinary to say we're done talking until um, until the season is over. I have to believe the Phillies want to keep Aaron Nola. I mean, you talk about a durable guy who has been tremendously successful in his career, a guy that uh, everybody likes um, and, and once in this clubhouse. Uh, so I'd like to be optimistic and think that he's going to be a Philly long term. But we're going to have to wait and see now at this point. Certainly, he deserves the numbers that he's, uh, he's aspiring to uh, based on what he's done. So, you know, it, it's just the wait and see at this point. Looking at it offensively, I'm 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 seeing a shift, man. You know, I mean, we know they can they can bomb the ball out the park, man. But I see a little small ball, you know, with the acquisition, you know, of Trey Turner and and, you know their ability to get on base more. You know, do you see a a shift to that now? I do. I actually see that shift across baseball, Barrett. But I think the Phillies, to your point, um, have really kind of embraced that. Kevin Long. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Kevin Long as a hitting coach, and there should be, because I think he's really one of the best. I think when, when they were able to get Kevin to come on board on this coaching staff, we saw a noticeable shift in the way they approach uh, offensively. And, he, you know, he, certainly there are guys that uh, they want to hit balls out of the ballpark, and they're, they're not going to hold those guys back, guys like Kyle Schwarber, guys like Bryce Harper. But you know, there are other guys that the, perhaps they say, you know what, the home runs will come, like a guy like Trey Turner, but get on base. Now, you don't have to tell Trey that. That's the approach he brought um, <clears throat> with him from Washington and Los Angeles. But, uh, but if you watch him, you know, certainly Trey's going to get his fair share of home runs. We saw that in the two-week period of the World Baseball Classic. But he's an on-base guy. And I think Alec Bohm has kind of embraced that. Bryson Stott, we saw embrace that uh, at the uh, second half of the season last year. Certainly a guy like Edmundo Sosa is a guy like that. We see him hit home runs, but he is an on-base guy. So, yeah. And, and I think the new rules in baseball, too, Barrett, will also help with that. Because now, uh, if you're a left-handed hitter and you come up, you're not seeing a wall of defenders over here on the right side and, and thinking, how am I going to get this over their heads unless I – swing like this now if you swing like this a line drive can be a base hit and i think that's going Mm -hmm. to to, uh, go a long way to help them as well all right murphy let's not just gloss over turner i I mean this is insane (laughs) what what he's done between the spring training and the the world baseball 478 in the spring two home runs seven runs driven in i think he had five in the world baseball classic and was the best of the best um Man, I mean, you just think about the possibilities of this guy with these rules changes in this park, in this lineup, and it, your head starts spinning. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, when, when the four shortstops were out there during free agency in this offseason, I mean, all four, four of them are all-star caliber players. But I think across the board, and, and I would argue across baseball and front offices and fans and, and players alike, I think the general consensus was – Trey Turner's probably the best of the bunch as a most complete player. Well, you know, one guy might be a better defender. One guy might hit for a little bit more power. But when you put the, the tools all together, Trey Turner can do everything on a baseball field. And to be able to stick him at the top of your lineup and, and add him to what is already an extremely potent lineup, 
it's just remarkable to think the impact that he might have. Uh, you know, we're going to have to wait a couple of months to see Bryce Harper in this lineup with him as well. But you add Bryce back in, and you start dreaming about <laughs> what this lineup can do from top to bottom. But but Trey is the kind of guy, he's a catalyst. He's a very likable guy in the clubhouse. He's a, he's a character guy. So for, for all those reasons, he fits well into this team. But from a talent standpoint, there are very few that, uh, that can rival him at this point. Murph, do you think the uh, rule changes uh, speeding up the game will help rejuvenate interest in, among fans, especially in, in, in our youth in America? Because – the, the, the art of baseball has been lost on today's youth in America. Yeah, you know, Derek, I, I, I do. The, the simple answer is I think it's going to help. I mean, we've seen the action in spring training. I don't know how many games you've gotten a chance to watch, but, but, mm-hmm. but certainly it moves now. It moves. Uh, there's so much more action. There's very little downtime uh, in between at-bats, in between innings. It just feels like the action is, is kind of pressing, and I think that's a positive in any sport. Uh, across the board i i would you know argue a little bit that the the interest is down uh in baseball i mean if you look at the numbers if you look at the ratings if you look at the world baseball classic and the the numbers i I do think baseball is still enjoying a great deal of popularity but that said i've been a baseball fan my entire life and there are there were games over the past couple years where i'm like oh my gosh let's get this one finished right you know because it can drag a little bit so the idea of the rules, the spirit of the rule is to try and eliminate uh, as much of that as possible possible without disrupting the spirit of the game. And I, and I think there's going to be a learning curve. There's, there's still some, some issues they need to work out. But I think ultimately it's going to work. And I think so far it's worked pretty good. And I, and I hope that it does have that desired effect. And I think it will. How do you how do you sense the players are? Like, do they adapt quickly, Murph? Do, are they uh... – have they adapted more quickly than they thought they would? Like, where are they going into you – know, now it counts. It's one thing in, yeah. in spring training. Now it's real. Yeah, you know, I think for the most part they've adapted – they have to, right? You know, they, they don't have much of a choice. Um, so they have adapted. Not all of the players like all of the new rules, and that's to be understood. Of course, you're not going to get everybody in agreement on that. However, um, you know, the pitchers don't have a choice. The, the hitters – don't have a choice. The rules are in place. You know the penalties, so you have to adapt. And it's been interesting to watch, you know, some of the traditional or the um, uh, the guys that, that over the course of the years, you know, are very slow out on the mound. We saw Delivered, Chris Bassett yeah. of the yeah. Blue Jays the other day. He's notorious for being a slow worker. And that 15-second clock got down to two and one mm-hmm. almost every time before he threw his pitch. But only one violation the entire game. He went, I think he went six innings in that game. So he's been able to figure it out. He's using the whole 15 seconds, but he's getting the the pitch off in time. Uh, hitters the same way. You know, you're not seeing the adjusting of the of the batting gloves uh, like we've seen before. Um, you're not seeing guys step out and walk around the plate. And that's a good thing. I don't want to see that, right? Yep. Um, you know, guys with routines are getting to the end of the box quicker. They're getting through the routines quicker. And they're getting ready to go because they have to. So it's like anything else, you know, you're going to adapt. And if you don't adapt, they're going to find somebody that does. So whether they like it or not, at this point, doesn't really matter. It is what it is. So they've got to figure it out. A little worried about Harper. I got to tell you, a little worried about Harper with this one. Well, and he's been asked about that. And he has said he's not concerned about it. I don't think he's thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, However, he has said, you know, 
I'm ready to, to make the adjustment. So it'll be interesting to see because, yeah, he has a very specific routine that he goes through. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that changes for him. But, you know, a guy like Bryce will figure it out because that's the kind of player he is. Yeah. Murph, something you just said piqued my interest. You said talking to players, they're not all in favor of, of these rule changes. What has been the consensus in terms of a percentage, the one rule that the players really are grumbling about? Well, I think the most talk has been about, about the timer, for sure. Okay. So, okay. so both pitchers and hitters have had to adjust. It affects everybody on the playing field every play. So I think that one's getting the most focus, and I think that's the one that uh, the players have reacted, you know, whether it be positively or negatively, the most to. And, you know, we've heard some players be very outspoken about uh, not liking it. You know, the, the, the rule that you can't throw over to first base now more than two times uh, yeah. without getting uh, him on that third attempt, that's all stems from the pitch timer because they needed to put that rule in place because that would have been an easy workaround the pitch timer if you could yeah. just throw over to first base every time. So, so, you know, you understand why they put that rule in place. So I think at the end of the day, the pitch timer – is really the one that most people are talking about. The size of the bases, that really hasn't been much of an issue in spring training. Uh, the shift, you know, I'm sure there are players that don't like the shift, but I think most hitters probably like the shift. And I got to believe middle infielders like the idea that you can't shift anymore either. Um, you know, it shows off their athletic talent a little bit more and kind of brings us back to the to the game that, that we all remember. So um, I haven't heard a whole lot of negativity about the shift. One thing the players don't love, the middle infielders, is that they have to start on the dirt. You know, you get a guy like Aaron Judge at the plate, and you're standing on the dirt. You want to be three feet into the grass. <laughs> you want to be in the park. You can't, you can't do yeah, that yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, they, I've heard a little grumbling about that, but again, um, it's minor. So uh, they'll get used to it. They're going to have to. All right, Murph, give me your give me your opening day best lineup you think that'll Ooh. get him through the season. Right on the spot. Yeah. Oh, gosh, you're going to have to help me out here. Well, I mean, I think we're going to see Turner at the top and then Schwarber, right? Yeah. Um, JT probably batting third. And uh, I guess – You could go Hall four maybe if you want to go right – if you do the righty-lefty thing. Yeah, you know, that, that's thing. the thing. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll flip-flop. But, you know, I'll do it this way. You're going to see Derek Hall – probably at, at cleanup and he's going to play first and Stott will probably bat in that six, seven spot. I think he and Bohm are going yeah. to, to kind of, depending on uh, lefty righties, they'll, they'll flip back and forth mm -hmm. in the back end of that lineup. Brandon Marsh uh, is your center fielder. He's going to bat probably ninth, put a little speed at the back end of that lineup, a guy that can get on base for Turner. JT at five. Yeah. What's that? You put JT at five. JT perhaps. Yeah. Or JT at three or five, depending again on, on the matchups uh, who we're missing. Um, uh, cave, yeah, yeah, Jake Cave, probably yeah, Cave, yeah, yeah, out there. Well, uh, if, if Marsh is playing, uh, he'll be in center. Castellanos, mm -hmm. that's what we're missing. Yeah. Uh, your right mm -hmm. fielder, and 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 you know, he's a guy that we haven't even touched on. Huge, yet. he, he might be about, the key to the whole yeah, thing. Man, talk about a linchpin, yeah, uh, for, this, <laughs> for this team. They, um, they're really gonna have to, you know, I believe he's gonna have a bounce back season. I just think he's too good of a hitter, uh, not to, um. But if he can get going in the middle of that lineup, batting, you know, fifth, sixth, fourth, fifth, sixth, anywhere in that in that area, again, it's just it's just when you stop to think about it, it can be pretty special. And I think he'll be DHing a lot as well. Um, so we'll see that.
All right, Murph, you got the, so the call tomorrow for the pre, what, 3.30 tomorrow, right, for a 4 yep. o'clock start, and then yep. uh, immediately after the game, locally, WIP, but all the Phillies radio networks, correct? That is correct, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to it. We're going to bring uh, some of the, the on-field ceremonies to the fans back home as the players get introduced uh, here in Texas, and uh, obviously the ovation won't be as as uh, loud and raucous as it will be a week from t- uh, right. tomorrow, but um, <clears throat> we'll bring you some of that and uh, Rob Thompson's interview with Scott Fransky and all that good stuff as well. So, yeah, we're ready to go. Gearing up for game game one. It's, it's hard to believe it's here already. I know you're in a dome uh, tomorrow. How's the weather? Should we be jealous? Uh, no, you should not. It's a little overcast and it's not, it's about maybe 60 here today. I think it's supposed to get warmer as the week progresses here in Texas. Uh, we're here for five or six days right. um, <clears throat> because of the two off days. So uh, it, it is supposed to get warmer, but you know, we're playing in the dome. So won't much matter. And then up to New York where I think it's going to be pretty chilly for yeah. games four, five, and six. <laughs> so, I hear you. Well, Murph, you're not, you're not going to get any sympathy from us. Cause the, no, our, I, our, our last guest just called us from uh from, from Arizona, though, so uh, you know, yeah. yeah well, yeah. I just spent five weeks in Clearwater, Florida, so I don't deserve. <laughs> hey, at least Murph. it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be seventy-one here on Saturday, so we, that's oh, there you go. There you go. You're doing better than we are. Yes, eighty percent chance of rain, though. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be a little wet. Murph, we appreciate it, man. I follow uh, Murph at G Murph uh, Phils on Twitter, of course, uh, pre and post on the radio side for the Phillies games the entire season. Murph, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate you. Go, All right, love talking to you guys. Good you, to see you, man. All Thank right, you. Greg Murphy, kind enough to hop on, give us a couple minutes. All right, fellas, let's hit it. Let's get back to the uh, to the pigskin here. We'll do some NFL stuff when we get back. Uh, some number issues, which we, we will discuss, and one player changing a number, big name. Uh, the Thursday night football flex has taken a little bit of a turn, so we'll dig into that and more Lamar Jackson stuff, all kinds of stuff in store. Uh, when we return, don't go anywhere. That's Derek Barrett. I'm Rob. We're sports take. Oh, more more white cats. <laughs> How is that, man? That's like the fourth one you've had, dude. How many of you eat? Fifth. Five. This is a cheat. This is a cheat day. This is a Number cheat five. day. Yeah. That's five. a death day. Five already? Did you warm them up? What are we going for? Warm- How many we? What are we looking at? Eight. Yeah, Eight. Last one. Okay. This will okay. be my last. What's your one. What's your record in one day? 13, no, 13 at one time. At Damn. one time? The minis are the big ones. Minis. Yeah, sliders. What do you mean? Hold on. White Castle only has sliders, I'm just bro. playing, man. I'm just playing, man. 13 right. in one day? Let's see if he's got that thing something? finished by the time we get back. All right. We confident? I'm confident he's going to have that done before I finish this live read. But absolutely. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Uh, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They service southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, just into spring here. All right. We might be out of the way for the winter stuff, but you know, the weather gets nicer. You get some winds, some rain. You want to make sure you get your trees evaluated before we get to that point, before you have a bigger issue. Okay. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give them a call. 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit 
and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind, and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Soleno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Uh, hour number three. We are back. Barrett. Already? Derek, we're back. Yes. Do you need more time? Do you need more time, Derek? Gunn? No, I'm just saying time flies when you're having fun. Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, so I agree with you. Don't try to read anything into this. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I see how the mechanism of working here. It ain't going to work today. No, Barrett no. enjoys the three hours, so I, I was just making sure that you're 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 good. <laughs> you enjoy the hour Barrett, three. Barrett, do you enjoy the three hours? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brooks, would you like to respond to that? Brooksy! I just did. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, a uh, couple things. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, the NFL is going to allow players to wear number zero now. Uh, and the Eagles were one of the teams that, that voted for this. Micah Parsons claims he's changing from number 11 to number zero uh, for this oh, upcoming yeah. NFL season. wonder how many other players will go zero. Calvin Ridley uh, on Twitter today uh, was a picture shown of Ridley in, his, in the numbers. It looked pretty sharp. I like it. I like that. Yeah, I, I like think playmakers are going to go for that number. That, just the yeah. feeling I get. 
Hey, if you're a big time player, zero signifies you putting that bullseye on your back. I Bruh. like that. Zero. Either you play like a zero. Yeah. Or you play man, bro. You 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 you're the man who wears zero. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you better be good. That's right, the, right. That's it right there. You better be good. Yeah. You I, can't be I, average. No, no, because there's too many easy jokes to be to be you know thrown your way if, if that's the case. You play like a zero. Exactly. Um ditch so the zero and get with the hero. The third man on the roster wearing zero. No the zero, the number zero has to go to a prominent player. Absolutely not. I agree with you. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I I think we're going to get to the point too where like kickers are wearing like ninety eight, like they do in college. Like the, all the good anything zero to nineteen is going to be taken by receivers and quarterbacks and you know et cetera. I think it's they're all they're, that's what you're going to see soon. So get used to it. Get prepared. It sucks because I had to wear a number either from fifty to seventy as yeah. an old lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had no choice. They still don't. They still don't nope. have a choice. Yeah, nope. the seventy nine. Right? Wouldn't it be seventy nine? 50 yeah, to 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, Do you think we'll ever live to see the day where an NFL player wears a three-digit number, like 101, 105, no. something like that? I hope not, man. No, no that's a bad that's one. Yeah, I never thought we'd see zero being implemented. It's against right, the law. That's right. <laughs> against the law, bro. Oh, man. What, did you I choose mean, like, your number or did they like, choose uh, it for you? They chose it for me. Okay. It just so happened I came in with 76. 76 was like a great, great number for Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, it was like, I really want a 77. Okay. Couldn't get it. But, you know, once I got there, I didn't say anything about saying nobody had 77. I could have just got it, but I just didn't. Huh. I don't know. I just stuck with 76 because 76, you know, 76. 1976, 76ers, you know, I just yeah, thought it was a great Philadelphia number to go with. So I just, you know, I just kept with it. I stayed with it. But then I went other places, like I went to Detroit, and I was 76 in Detroit. Got to the Packers. I fi- I mean, got to the Packers, and I finally went to 77. Then I went to the Giants, and I was 79. Hmm. That's probably the ugliest number I had was 79. Hmm. Yeah, The best-looking like- no- best number was 77, though. 77 strong. Yeah. yeah, but then I got to I got to the Steelers and seventy two was pretty good too. Seventy two is good. I like seventy one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Any, any of those? You know what's the ugliest number ever though? I think forty six is like the word. Like forty six looks good on not even on fullbacks. Now forty six is rough. Forty nine yeah. is kind of ugly. Thirty nine right. is kind of ugly. I mean, uh, what did um what did um forty nine terrible. B West made thirty six look good. That's rare. Thirty six. Well, yeah, you're right. what was um what was uh Reed Reed Blankenship? He Zachary was forty seven or something like that. Yeah, and then he went. Then he always thirty two, which is a good D back number. Yeah, yeah, but he he man he, he made that ugly number stick out. Like this ugly number just keeps on sticking out. He took the ugliest number, made it look good. I'm like, this kid's got a shot. Yeah. And I was like, you know, just before uh, training camp in, I was like, I'm telling you, this kid might make the squad. Mm-hmm. And bam, he ends up making the squad. Which I was surprised because they let Harris go instead of him. Yeah. It's between him and Harris. I can't believe it, though. Yeah. I, you know, I thought Nick, Nick didn't commit to him necessarily, but he, but he talked about how much from day one he stood out. He said he, you know, the deep defensive backs coaches, Denard Wilson, those guys were all coming over to him saying this dude can play. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if he could do it 
you know, when it gets real here for the entire right. season, you right. know, that that's going to be the big thing. Uh, that's the, for sure. The, the fact that he was cautious in his comments tells you that there's still some reservations about yeah, smart though. what he's going to do. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, besides that, we touched on this a little bit yesterday with the Thursday night football flex ability uh, notion that you could maybe try to get them better matchups and throw some, some good Sunday game their way. The NFL isn't even going to vote on that happening. So it's definitely not happening this year. And I thought it was interesting. John Mara, who owns the Giants, said, look, we just I don't think it's the right thing to do to our fans who buy these tickets long in advance, make plans long in advance, especially if you're going on a road game. And then all of a sudden have it have it pulled out from under you, you know, two weeks, 10 days before and everything's changed. So I, I think he actually makes a good point. I, you know, as much as it's a bummer to watch some stiff matchup on a Thursday night, it is probably the right thing to do by the fans. Yep. I think it is also. Plus, I mean, I hate it because, I mean, think of how many times we're always sitting there and we're going, you know, we're trying to go through the schedule. And I know I hate it because when I do college football, if they change a the game or flex a game of Saturday, I'm screwed. They flex a game from a night game and we suck and you go up and you flex it up to the one o'clock game. It messes up my flight. So now I got to get back from whatever college team I got to go to. I got to get back before pre and post game. I got to be there three hours before. Mm. So, I mean, it, it definitely messes up plans. You know, either way you look at it, 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 it ruins plans, man. So them doing that, man, it really, it, you know, it's like a spur on my back for the most part. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. A, lo- a lot of people who are smart with it that I've come across in my travels, once that schedule comes out in late April or early May, they start making vacation plans and they specifically comp days, vacation days for specific trips, specific cities that they haven't been to or cities that they'd like to go to just to get away in the fall for a quick You were the king of that, Derek. Day weekend. No, no I'm talking about people who go to watch the game as a oh, fan, oh, not, oh, not those. Who, you, see I'm see sorry. what I mean? You're going to interject No, I'm just, I said you were see the how he attacks me? I, no, I, I'm just saying you were graded, you know, look at the schedule and we get our yes. time. We can put our we see what it see. This is what I'm saying. People on the streams, you understand, Derek. Yes. Yes. Derek would be privileged to the schedule an hour or two before everybody else in the office. So that as soon true. as he gets the schedule, he goes in and immediately gives our manager the time he needed off. And it just so happens that it always coincide coincided by it being the off week, the bye week for the Eagles. So he'd be the only one off, and I can't take off because he's already off. And he doesn't just take one or two days during that week. And they, if he did that, then I could get one or two days. No, it takes the time. Monday well, through Mr. Friday. Brooks. Monday through Friday. Well, Mr. Brooks, considering didn't want to split I would normally get Monday through Friday. How's fair? Because I was going to the West Coast. I'm not going to take a three-day trip to the West Coast. By the time I get <laughs> there, so- I got to turn around and come back. So you could have you could have you could have at least said, all right, I'm gonna get Barrett Monday and Tuesday, and I'll fly out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, you took off. Let me tell you, let me Monday yeah. all the way through Sunday. You wrong for that. I man. did it That's for my wife, selfish. not me. Look, no, no, no. See, my wife was a football widow. I was gone so much that I felt I owed it to her. It was a guilt trip. And she wanted to sneak away at some point. She would always start asking me in February, March, is the schedule come out yet? Is the schedule? No, it has not come out yet. So she would always want to get away because, you know, she get to go back home to the West Coast, see her family. 
I figure I can get away from it. So it had not, it was not as much me because if it was me, it would have been a staycation instead of a long vacation. Because when you take those coast to coast trips, by the time you come back, you're dog tired, man. But every year I would accumulate seven to eight weeks of vacation based on four weeks vacation uh, days from football season. And we used to get a little eight weeks, never in my history and tenure in Philadelphia, did I ever get to take seven, eight weeks off in a year? Never. There. So I would strategically pick. Pick the, the bye week, the entire bye week. And then you'd have, then you go out and you'd pick the week, the first week of camp. So that means no, I, I had to do be there anymore. and cover everything. I had to cover everything when he was gone. Barrett, I only did the first year you and I worked together because that's when our boss See, you know, uh, people from corporate are asking the football reporter off a week, the first week of training camp. So that, uh, yeah, I don't do that anymore. So that only happened one time. But you know what, Mr. Brook, you want to throw vacation days out? Uh, you get your share of days since we've been doing this show. I ain't complaining about that. You get your when share of days. When did I get my share of days? Yeah, let's go back to the whole off. calendar year. Oh, I got a rotor. I got a rotor router I got to go to. I got a fishing. Did you not just go on a fabulous fishing trip? Yes, I did. Did you not? Yes, I did. I, when I left on Wednesday. Thank you. Came Rob, back, how many days have you been off Tuesday. this year? I, I don't know. Rob, I mean, like, Rob, don't get many, me involved. How many days have you had off this year, Rob? Two? Yes. You can count it on half his hand. Uh, yes. <laughs> really? and ask, me how many, ask me how many days I've had off this year. Including the, half, include the, including the half day you had today? A half day. That was you 20. Are you serious? A half day? 20? It's a half day, man. That's a half day, bro. Oh, day. <laughs> if you don't punch in on time, it's a half day. Yeah. And let, me tell, let me tell you what. You was going to bring up the negative. Let me tell you what I did for you. My wife planned the trip. I got to go to Kenya in May. And I, and I text you guys a couple of weeks ago so you know. So I got to go in five days. Now, she specifically picked a certain day early in May. You know what I told her? I said, hon, let's slide it back because that's Barrett's birthday, May 5th. Oh. So we slid it back four or five days. Wow. Thank you, Trish. Thank wow. you, Trish. Yeah, Thank Trish, you, nothing. Trish. That was D-Gun. Yeah, Trish, my yeah, butt. Yeah, you, that you, was D-Gun. You, D-Gun, I appreciate that. Say it. Say it. That's right. I say appreciate it. So that's why I'm leaving it. on the 9th. Instead of leaving on the 3rd, that's why I'm leaving on the 9th, because I said, we, we Mary's going. birthday is the 5th. Huh? Going back out to going? San Diego. San Diego. Well, when's our In Imperial trip? Valley, California. What's that? When's our fishing trip? No, after what we you always said, go we fishing, fishing for your birthday, bro. We always go fishing for your birthday, bro. Like, what's going on, I man? Can't, I can't. We're missing it this well, year. I come back the fifteenth. No, wait, 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 wait. Let me no, check. You, well, that's I come back. You, we always do the fishing trip on the twentieth, like the twentieth, twenty first, twenty twenty first. Yeah, see, my like birthday here in May falls on uh, on a Wednesday, the seventeenth falls on a Wednesday, which by and the way is also fishing. Sugar Ray Leonard's birthday. Huh? <laughs> I'm gonna see if we can so do I something mean, on the twentieth. Give me the twentieth. You know what? I'm interested. I'm, 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 I'm. Let's, let's. We always do around the twentieth, twenty. We've went, we've went the twentieth, twenty first, and like the twenty third. The last time, yeah. times we went. So. Yeah, yeah. So we got to make that happen, man. Uh, we got to get Rob. We, Rob, we get a group of friends together, like my son in law. We do a child, we go striper bass fishing. Uh, we do a half trip, and uh, you get a two cylinder. But you know, but the fish, man, and so. Oh, we lost Gunner. 
Derek, if you can hear me, uh, your signal was breaking up there. We'll see. We maybe uh, you know what that happens. That happens because he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe log out and try to reconnect. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Tone will help you out. Yeah, I don't. He was, I, I thought it was me, but he was breaking up there. A, a good amount, yeah. <laughs> Jason, better you say you can't eat thirteen, but you can put down about five or six. <laughs> what was the total? Five. He said he put down five or six. He's gonna take the White Castle when he's out. He's out in uh, oh, Vegas, man. That's true. Love that's Vegas, true. bro. Love Vegas. Um, you know I mean? but yeah, you gotta go, Rob. The next fishing trip we gotta go to. I do. I, go. Yeah, we're if we're uh, if I'm off, man, I'm in. I am 100 percent in. That's for yeah. Sure. I make some phone calls for you. I'll call. Yeah. I'll call. I'll call Rod for you. Tell all him, right, man. Yeah, you got the you got more pull than I do. I <laughs> That doesn't say much. Um, all right, so a couple other other things. Oh, he's what? Uh, wait, hold on. Yes, I think he's back. I think we have Gunner. Okay. Yeah, I heard yes. what you said, Brooks. I'm lying. I heard that part. My fault, Derek. My fault, Derek. I'm not. Said, hey, Gunner, if you can hear us, and embarrassing. You know what? That's because he's lying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I no, have been, no, I had been refereeing today. What? Christy is right. Yeah, there's been a little bit of that. Yeah, no, but seriously, you got to You got Rob. You got to go. You got to go with us. On I want to check. I want to. I want to take in the whole scene, man. Like I want to uh, see this whole thing. So, I'll oh, you, you get. You can't sit Dude, back. You can't sit back because all of a sudden we'll go through. We'll go through a, and we'll find a. We find a pack of them jokers. All of a sudden, all the robs. <laughs> and now we got to get on. Get on. Hey, grab that reel right there. Grab that reel. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Bring them all oh, in. Yeah, that's fast and furious. And then after we, and then after the thing is, it's boring. It's boring. Yeah. What but is boring afterwards... like for X amount of hours because you're not catching anything, but then, then all, all of a sudden it goes crazy. Yeah, just go. But it's like uh, a game. Or, or we might get out there and in 15 minutes have to turn right back around and come back. We didn't call it our um our allotment of fish. Uh, you know, yeah. it just really depends. So if you go and then afterwards, um. His wife will invite us over for fish tacos, but you got to, we got to, you got to get with Trish first because if you don't, Derek's not going to invite you. Okay, yeah, you all right. This, this, is, the, this is one of the biggest lies ever told in the history Bro, of mankind. Let me tell you about what happened, man. Let me tell you about what happened, right? Yeah, you already told this lie twenty times. No, I didn't. I did. It's not. It's not a lie. I told the truth twenty times. So we're driving, right? Okay. And we're driving. He said, "Oh, you coming back for these fish tacos?" I'm like, yeah, I'm coming back for fish tacos. So we're driving. I was like, he said, "All right, follow me." So you know, I'm, I get, I get along. You know, we're driving behind him. All of a sudden, you know, he goes like this. He goes like this. So I ride up beside him, and just when we about to get to the exit, when I ride beside him, he darts off that way, and I keep going this way. And I, I'm calling. He don't answer the phone or nothing. He just he just dips off. Wow. And goes home. Did that really happen? Yes. Yes. Yo. No. First of all, and first, I, of all, first, of all first of all, I was trying to call him too. If and would not answer the phone. All right. That first first of all, that part's a lie, Rob. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you're following me, why would you pull up next to me? Because he did you know, like I this. Get off the, in a, any moment, you know. You, he did like this. Just, and all of a sudden, you had GPS. Has my wife's number. He could have called her. Hey, hon, what's the address? Second he has the GPS. I didn't have it then. I didn't have it then. I got it after. You know what? I'm gonna make sure. And I've asked her to change the number, so you sure ain't getting it in the future. This has one been one of the biggest lies I've ever heard in my life. You have told. You have fabricated. That's like the guy who goes fishing. Rob catches a fish like this. Yeah, By the yeah. time he tells his buddy, the fish is out here. You know? well, or it's stuffed <laughs> with something, like some yeah, of those other exactly. guys do. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> so he came oh, back what? to work. He came back to work like two days later. We came back to work. We're sitting in the meet. We're sitting in the office. And uh, usually, you know, we go buy lunch or something like that. You know, we had lunch, we buy lunch. He comes in with these fish tacos. And I tell everybody about the story about the fish tacos. And he goes from like, yeah, these fish tacos are great. And all of a sudden, I get through telling the story like this. Let me put this up. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody got him feeling he bad. bad. Here, yeah, he looked you know? bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my Dude, God. That's funny. You know what? You're going straight to hell for this. You're going straight to hell for this. <laughs> Oh God! He had his brother. He had his brother with him too. You know what I'm saying? So they enjoyed the fish tacos too. Oh, he didn't want me to do. It was terrible. Oh, I'm a future son-in-law. I had one son-in-law. I had to, man, it was grease flying everywhere that day. And avocado strips and homemade oh. salsa and the chopped. Ooh, oh, man, amazing. The shrimp tacos are better. You got to trace. We, we get you uh, shrimp tacos. Woo! All right. My goodness. All right. All right. Uh, you're making everybody hungry, man. That's for sure. Rob ain't going to show up. See, Barry, here's the thing. Rob's not going to show up, Barry. He'll pull the excuse. You know, I got 35 shifts at WIP today. I couldn't make it, boys. But hold on. It I'm really is. He has to... straight hours. Yeah, he, he, he does. Do, he does, though. We're just going to go kidnap him. You know what I'm saying? We're going to kidnap him. Please. Please do, man. Look, look. Uh, all Rob has is, hey, guys, I need a day off. If he really wanted to yeah. go hang out with the Buffalo soldiers, he could say, Rob can say, hey, I will, WFB, I will do can you feel it. I will. to fill in for me? It's going to happen. It is going to happen. I will. I, I, look, I'll yeah. give you my word. It'll be going to happen. happen. It will. I'm not lying. It'll happen. It will. I'll get I'll get a day off and we'll Who's, make it happen for sure. I'm going to take Barbara a day off. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple look, other look, odds. And Carol, does D-Gun take me fishing? Look at this. Take me fishing. I've never done it. You So you'd have to teach me. I don't know if you can hang with us fishing, Barbara. The problem is we got too many uh, we got mental cases on these trips. Uh, it starts with this guy right here. So it's, <laughs> I don't know if we can. <laughs> I don't know if we can take anybody out to teach. Yeah, it's it gonna be tough. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, look, I think Man. that um, I think it it, I'll, it will be an experience. Let's put it that way. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing this side, this this part of life. It's not hasn't been oh. my thing, but that's good. I'm excited. Oh, you, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right. A couple other things here. Uh, you know, Arthur Smith said that Desmond Ritter's the starter, but if you if you sort of read between those lines and listen to what he said, we'll see. He said for for the we go into it right now. He's the starter. They signed Taylor Heineke in the offseason. This is, I think, sets up as a short rope kind of deal for for Desmond Ritter. They took him in the third round last year. Yep. Out of Cincinnati. I liked him coming out of college, but it feels like it's going to be a bit of a short leash with him. He didn't he didn't woe him last year when he had the opportunity to play. I mean, when you know, when you get an opportunity to play, you, you got you gotta make it happen. And he didn't do it. You know, he, he showed too many shortcomings. Yes, he was a rookie, but you had a lot of time to sit back and see how Marcus Mariota was doing. You had time to learn the game and sit down and watch what not to do, what to do, what you can improve upon in your game, what can you improve upon in the offense. And he didn't take the reins and, and, and will the team to be his, you know, you got to will that team to be yours. Jalen Hurts took it and ran with it. And that's what you have to do, man. You, you can't, you can't think that, you know, the NFL stands for not for long. Mm-hmm. And 
if you don't go out there, you'll be a career backup. Not to say the career backup is, is bad. I mean, career backups make six, seven million dollars a year. Okay. Don't even have to play on Sunday, don't even get hit all week. To me, that's the most that's the best job ever. You don't play on Sundays, you don't get hit in practice Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. All you do is sling the ball around for a little bit, eat sunflower seeds, and make sure you 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 talk to the um Talk to the you know quarterback when he comes off the field. That's all you have to do. Yeah, that's all you got to do. But mm-hmm. he didn't do it. I mean, he didn't. You know, you mm-hmm. got to you got to take that range. You got to run with it. He didn't do it. Hey guys, do you honestly it. think? Do you, do you honestly think that Desmond Ritter learned anything from Marcus Mariota? I mean, if I'm watching no. Marcus Mariota play during the season, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I sure don't want to do that. Um, yeah, well, hold on. Okay. I'm sorry, they're talking uh, about super chat. Um, Miguel had a super chat. Miguel did a super chat. Let me see. We'll, Give it to me again, Miguel. I'm sorry. I you, didn't ain't gotta, you ain't got. You ain't got to. You know, pay the money again. Just tell us. No, what just it was. tell me what it is. It goes fast and few. Oh, here it is, right here. Barrett start on Darnell Wright, tackle from Tennessee in the second round. I, yeah, I think he's the second best tackle. Yes, I do think he's the second best tackle. He's an athletic mm. man. This dude can run. He's athletic. You know, big guy. I watched film him the other day, like three or four days ago. Right. I like him a lot, man. I like okay. him a lot. And you probably could get him in the second. He won't go in the first. You probably could get him in the second. He's probably the second or third best offensive tackle in the um in the draft. Really, really good player. Really good player. Athletic. Moves around well. So yeah, I do like that. You know what I'm saying? I do like him. Okay. All right, good. Yeah. I mean, look. I don't, like we said earlier, I don't put anything past the Eagles at 30 or in the second round in terms of an offensive lineman. You never, they always prioritize defensive and offensive line. So you always have to have that mindset going in with them. Prioritize the trenches. Yeah. Because you can have next to nothing back there, but as long as you got the trenches taken care of, Uh you can will yourself to do anything else, man. So, I mean, that that's... That's smart that they do it that way. They've done it that way since Big Red came in. You know, that's why they got my ass out of here. You know what I'm saying? When I was with the Eagles. <laughs> First of all, I knew I knew the, the coming was – I knew it was coming because um, my last year, look, my last year they had drafted Trey, Big Trey. And I was starting left tackle. Big Trey came in. I went from starting left tackle to being on the bench. And, I, I you know, I, I, all I did was tighten my belt up. Put my helmet on, tighten my chin straps up, and I fought, scratch, and clawed, and became the starting right tackle. So, end of the season, <laughs> I go in to talk to Big Red. Big Red told me, "Well, um, I say, uh, hey, coach, I mean, I want to be here. I want to be an Eagle, but um, you know, I'll even give you the hometown discount. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, he said, uh, no, Barrett, um, we're going a different direction. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, then. You know, said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send you to uh, to Detroit. I said, Potten, you ain't sending me nowhere." I go where I want to go. I'm a free agent. You know what I'm saying? I'm going where I want to go. Well, two weeks later, when I ended up in Detroit, he had worked out a deal that I got like $100,000 more than I went anywhere else. So I said, all right, I'm, I'm, I went to Detroit. So he had hooked me up anyways. But, yeah, wow. he all from that point on, I thought he was going to prioritize, especially the tackles. He's going to have two great tackles. you got to have two great tackles. You know, They can fit everything in. In the middle after that, but as long as you got those edges protected, mm-hmm. you'll go far, man. You'll mm-hmm. go far. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Lamar Jackson's firing back at people who are questioning, you know, him not playing the end of the season last year. 
said basically, yeah, you know, why was I there for the first eight, ten games, whatever the case may be? I, I you know, I, I don't know. Lamar can do whatever he wants. He's a big boy, but maybe he's just lay low right now while this stuff's going on and not react to every little thing. Why worry about it, man? Yeah. Get your paper, man. Get your money. Yeah, that's to be the only thing he should be thinking about is your money. Why? There's nothing else. Get your money, man. Yep. I never understood that. This new social media thing, man, with guys just firing back like that, man. It, you can get you paid. You can't win. You can't win. But do you see how much money? Like today, these uh, TikTok things or or these, you know, whatever. These, oh, yeah. Um, social influencers. Yeah. They get paid a lot of money. They do. I mean, a lot of money. Dude, they do. You, you got six and seven-year-old kids making six, seven million a year just sitting there playing with toys and stuff like that. I'm like, how did I miss this boat? Yeah, I'm, I you think I'm right. kidding? I'm looking at these kids, and then I'm looking at these kids. Some of them, these influencers, all they do is wear different clothing and walk up and down streets in New York City, making yep, three, yeah. four, five million a year. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm watching. I watched this dude named Matt Armstrong. He he he's this um, British dude that he he started off being a mechanic and worked in a restaurant. He wasn't even a mechanic. He actually worked in a restaurant. His pops was a mechanic, and he used to help. You know, well. His, his girlfriend at the time wrecked her car. So when she wrecked the car, he went in and bought it from the insurance company for like, like two grand. Fixed it up, made it look brand new, and then flipped it and sold it for like 10 grand. Hmm. He said, oh, man, let me do this. So then in the midst of him doing that, he started doing a YouTube channel of him fixing these cars. And from yeah, there, flips. Yeah. he went from doing... Um, little Audis and Volkswagens and stuff like that to buying, you know, saying um, um, Mercedes yeah, and Bentleys and, and Bentleys and Rolls. Ferraris and yeah. Lamborghinis, you know. So I'm like, yo, it's, it's some money in that man. And they're not, I mean, he's they're getting paid major, major, major money to do it. Mm. Major money. Dude, to do it. It's funny you should say that. The other day, my four year old grandson, after I pick him up from from preschool. You know, every day it's either we got to watch dinosaurs or some cartoon he loves to watch. So he puts on this guy. I never heard of this guy before. I mean, first of all, there's this Miss Rachel. Have you seen this Miss Rachel show? No. You see this show. It caters to small kids, right? I'm, I'm laughing at these people. like, And she, one of the guys on the show is, is her husband. They're worth like $35 million for this elementary, poorly edited show. Then there's this other guy <laughs> who's from Southern California. I see the show the other day. Mr. Fibs or something like this, right? And he talks in like a Pee Wee Herman voice. Now, my my my, my grandsons are loving this. And I'm sitting there dying laughing. I'm like, look at this knucklehead here, right? So I said, let me Google his name. So I Google his name, see his real name. The dude is worth a couple couple hundred million dollars. He has a 9,000 square foot home in a very nice su a suburb in Southern California. He has three cars. The cheapest one is a, is a Range Rover. He's married. And has a couple of kids. He's in his early 30s. And he's standing, he's when he's doing the show I see, he's standing at a water park in the middle of the water. Nobody's there but him. So it must be the offseason. He's splashing around like a duck with one wing in this water park. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's all you gotta do to make seven figures? Here I am busting my hump working with you two. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, Bro, I hear crazy. you. Yeah, it's crazy. I man. missed it, man. I missed yeah. the boat. I know, I know. Uh, all right, let me throw these. Uh, let me throw these teams at you that could maybe be in play for Lamar Jackson. Okay, could be Patriots. Not necessarily Belichick style, but but he's an adaptable guy. 
maybe. Okay. Titans. I know they got some cap issues, but he would make a lot of sense down there. I know they, they just drafted Malik Willis too, but Colts have said they're not completely out on it. They have not been one of those teams that said we're, we're not interested. Texans probably taking a kid. Never know. Uh, Bucks cap strapped, but could use them. And the Falcons, they're the teams I threw out there. There's a couple I didn't get into because I, Carolina traded up to get number one. Uh, they're not, they're not taking Lamar, but mm-hmm. I think, I think those teams are possibilities. Definitely possibilities. I think Indy and Tampa Bay would be the front runners, but but Tampa Bay would have to clear, clear a lot of cap space. Even even to bring in Lamar on that franchise tag of thirty two million, they'd have to clear clear out some players. I mean, we see a lot of players leaving them as it is, but they'd have to clear out space. They, you'd put Lamar in that offense. It's like it's like watching him in Baltimore. He'd have to fend for himself. If I was him, I want no parts in Indianapolis right now. Number one because of the <laughs> owner. Number two because they have much of nothing other than Jonathan Taylor there. Yep. Um, uh, all they got is the defense, and all they got is the defense. Unless the defense is averaging 15, 18 points a game, I want nothing to do with that team. <laughs> Same. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't think no, that's a good you. spot. No. And it, it, look, if they were smart, they they draft a kid because they've gone down this road a million times and it hasn't worked. You know, going and, and I'm not saying Lamar's older like, uh, you know, Matt Ryan was or whatever, but you know, the, I, I would start a new if I was them. You know, if I were them. I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, I- you know what I think that's not going to impact the team as much as everybody saying he is? And that's Jimmy G down Ooh. the Saints. Yeah. I just don't think that's going to be – I think they're going to be the same way they were before with Jimmy G. Yep. No, Jimmy G's with the Raiders. I thought Jimmy G was uh, – No, no, Derek yeah, Carr's with the Saints. Huh? Derek Carr. Derek Carr, yeah. Oh, okay, well, Jimmy G, I'm sorry, with the, with the, um, with the Raiders then. Ooh. Because, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm i not a big fan of Jimmy G, man. Well, he can't stay healthy on top of yeah. everything else. So I'm not a fan of him. And I don't really see why the Raiders – I mean, if I was if I was going to go – if I was a team, if I didn't have, you know, a, 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 a already a great offense, why would you bring in a guy like Jimmy G? Yeah, I, I here's why, Barry. I, th- I, I don't think that – well, they weren't picking high enough necessarily – maybe to get one of those studs and they just felt like this was the short, shorter term way to go. Like, let me see where the Raiders are. Well, all right. If you look at it that way, you look at, look no, at actually what, they're picking seventh. I mean, they could, they could look at what Jimmy G brings to the table. Mm-hmm. He got shut down in the Super Bowl with the most simplistic offense you can run. I mean, that's what the, that's what the head coach slash officer quarter does. Yeah. He simplifies things almost uh, that you can't fail. But yet they turned the offense around and stopped him from even throwing in that Super Bowl. So you think that you're gonna be able to go out there and 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 pacify Adams by bringing in Jimmy G, bro? He's not gonna be able to get the ball to him. Yeah, yeah. Carr still had a cannon for for whatever his other exactly. Yeah. Ah man, I I don't think I'm, I'm just not a Jimmy G fan, man. I'm yeah. not a Jimmy G fan. Here's the thing: what kind of chemistry will he have with Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams went from having in, in uncanny chemistry with Aaron Rodgers to his boy that he played college ball with Derek Carr has no history with Jimmy G. It takes time to develop that, you know, and, and how much will it affect Devontae's numbers across the board until he gets 
truly acclimated with Jimmy G. And I'm talking about where you just look over at your wide receiver, you two, you look at each other and you know what you're thinking. You know, yep. you don't have to give a hand signal, anything like that. You just look and he knows where you're going and how quick you want the ball there, you know, um, or how much time to hold the ball to give you a chance to make that second move when yeah. you're going to break it into your route. I mean, well, it, even that, that second movement, you're not going to get that with Jimmy G. He's not that type of quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he's not. You know what type of quarterback is he? A system quarterback. You tell him to throw three twenty two wide stick nod. Throw to the stick nod route. You throw it to the tight end. The wide, the wide, the stick nod route. Mm-hmm. You got to tell him exactly where to go with the ball. Will he have that there? I doubt seriously. I doubt seriously he. But I understand why he went because it's his old coordinator there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe he yeah. can get some more use out of him. You know, that was his coordinator when he was with uh, New England. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, that's all a good point. I, I, I There are a lot of teams that are just trying to sort of piecemeal this thing and hope they can they can get it done. But, I, you know, I, I don't uh, – Jimmy G, like there's an example of a guy who I think is fine. He's okay if the system's great and he, and he, and he stays, you know, healthy. He's okay. He's fine. He's not – look, he's not going to blow you up like Wentz or, or, or whatever. He's not going to do that. You know that. But – Ultimately, ask yourself: Is he winning us a Super Bowl? I don't think he's winning you a Super Bowl. No, no. Uh, in, in the in the end game. Um, all right, we'll come back. We'll hit some chat section questions. You guys want to fire some our way? We'll do that when we come back, uh, and we'll dig a little bit more into some other things. A uh, Penn State's got a new basketball coach. Temple has put an offer out there for a coach. We'll do all that birthdays and uh, and movies as well. So don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor Technology. Yes, Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data-vetted, insight-driven implementation, we strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. We are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Our goal is always bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of our partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through an ongoing synergistic relationship. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Tech today and learn how our managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say. 
We got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild. And time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Soleno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, last segment of the show. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, all right, so a couple other, a couple odds, uh, odds and ends here. Penn State is set to hire Mike Rhodes uh, as their men's basketball coach. Mike Rhodes was formerly of VCU, had a lot of success there with them. Um, so Great success over. there. He got him in the tournament too, right? Big time. Yeah, he, yeah. he takes over. Micah Shrewsbury uh, took the Notre Dame job and left Penn State, so he is the. Uh, and Mike Rhodes will be taking over. So that's a, that's a actually a really good hire by them. Um, you know, it's a tough gig in the, in the big 10. We know that, but uh, he's taking over. So Penn, that's Penn state. Now temple has offered their head coaching position to Missouri's Charlton young, Charlton young, who was uh, with Missouri last year. He's uh, been an assistant at Florida state and Auburn. And uh, of late, he was the head man at Missouri. So that's, uh, that's kind of where things stand. Uh, looks like Penn State is that's either a done deal or real close. No, no official word yet on uh, on what's happening with uh, with Temple. Uh, Temple's not an easy gig right now. They don't. Their president just got ousted. Was forced out yesterday. Wow. Yep. Uh, yeah, Rob, you need to go, man. Go go ahead, bro. You want to take it over? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll jump. No, on. you can't put Rob in that situation. He'd be firing everybody every day. You can't do that. You can't do that. Don't let Rob get that job. <laughs> probably yeah the way things have gone lately there yeah there'd be some moves um that's for sure but we'll see what ends up happening he would be taking over aaron mckee it's again not, not easy situations by any stretch either one of those two places but penn state look i mean shrewsbury, shrewsbury did a great job got them to the ncaa tournament they had an awesome run 
college college hoops is so weird now with the portal and everything else. It's just it, it you could have a whole new team year after year. It's just completely different um, the way it works. So we're uh, we're waiting to find out uh, kind of where things are in, in a little bit of a holding pattern with all that sort of stuff. So uh, early on. We talked a good amount about the Eagles. Um, that's for sure, as we always do in some of the uh, some of the just uh, takeaways from the owners' meetings. Um, you know, the Eagles will be wearing the Kelly green jerseys at least one time. Now, uh, we also t- yeah, we told you too about the uh, Thursday night football thing where you can't really flex those games out now. Um, so the 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 road games for the Eagles this year are mm-hmm. uh, the usual suspects: New York, Washington, Dallas, but. At Tampa, that's a good road trip. Kansas City, depending on what time of year, uh, is a good road trip. Uh, the Jets, again, depends on the time of year. Patriots, L.A. Rams, and Seattle. Now, two of those games were were sort of designated potentially to be international games, um, but that's not going to happen. It, it looks like it's not going to happen. Uh, highly unlikely they're going to be – I think they, there's a Germany game and – I think there's always the London game, right? So I don't think yep. either one of those are going to be happening. Why is that? I mean, the last time we went, you know, I remember D-Gun hollering and cussing. He had to go over there. Wait, I was what? Hollering and cussing. <laughs> you made me choke on my water, man. Really? Man, yeah, no, I remember no, that. No, no. What I was mad about was I had to fly out on a Friday. Friday evening after I did the show, um, our show. Um, and then I got there like 6 or 7 in the morning. Then I had to get off the flight, get to the hotel, catch up with my photo talk, and go out and start interviewing people, Philly fans that traveled over to London. I didn't get to bed that, it's that Saturday night until like 2 a.m. London Oof. time. Oof. And then it was a Monday night game? or Sunday No, it was a game. Sunday game. It wasn't oh, a so night game. you were only there from Friday, game. Saturday, Sunday, and you left yes, home. Yes, turn around and fly home Monday morning. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that oh, was, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, I'd have been cussing, too. Now, luckily, from here, from Philly to London was only like, what, five, five and a half hour flight. It's not a terrible flight. Yeah. No, but still, the times I was like, what, they're five hours ahead of us? Man, that messed me up, man. You you didn't even, you didn't even get a chance to, you know, sit down and. No. And and take you some, you know, some. My my crew left on like a Wednesday or Thursday because that had all that gear and you got to get it through customs and, you know, taking over different countries is a pain in the butt. We have all that gear. Yeah. But you know what? What what made the trip was I got to see Wembley Stadium mm. because I've always wanted to see Wembley Stadium, and I got to stand right there in Wembley Stadium. For me, that was a treat. I I've been to every football stadium there is, but to be able to go over and see one of the most favorite, famous soccer venues ever, historic soccer venues, that was a treat for me. I put up with the with the nonsense because of that. You know, <laughs> I got. You were talking about taking questions here. It was a question somebody asked. Oh me yeah, earlier. yeah. Fire away in the chat yeah. section. Okay, Barbara, Fire Car- away. Barbara A. Carroll, D. Gun. Do you think Anthony Richardson will go in the first round? He's got potential. My answer is: I keep hearing all these reports. He could be the fourth quarterback taken in the first round. Oh, yeah, could be could be third. Yeah, he. But you, he's not somebody you're going to plug and play right away. He's a project. Now, supposedly, he only, he's only been a starter for one year, but he has wild people to the point in his one year to where they're considering him as a first-round draft pick. If he gets with the right team to sit under somebody to watch and to learn, yep. I want to see that potential develop. But he's not somebody you're going to turn the reins over to right away and expect them to hit the ground running like a Joe Burrow, like a Josh Allen, yeah. and, and learn by trial and error and see that steady growth. I think Levis is the same way. Yeah. I think Levis is the same way. Uh, Chris exact D. same. 
Yeah. Uh, any any gentleman, any plan for the big one year anniversary show? Yes, our anniversary is. Oh, April, my wife asked April. me that yesterday. Yeah. I said, heck no. 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 Why we're not? Gonna, we're gonna treat it like it's any other show that we're doing. Yeah, because what is it? What is it? Give me the give April me April eighteenth. April eighteenth. Will you be here? I mean, you probably got like twelve vacation days. You stacking up to get out of here. What? Oh my god! Will you be here? I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at the day it falls on as we speak. Uh, let's what day right. we... It falls on a Tuesday. Yeah, oh, yeah. It would be a day after we started last year. So yeah, April 18th. So we should, so we roughly, should do a show on location somewhere. Eight, yeah, about you know less than a, you know about 20, 20 th- about twenty one days away ish, a little less, a little less, twenty days away. See, um, I shock people when I tell them that since we sh- started this show April 18th of last year, I have physically seen you two in person two times. Two? Yeah. Once in see, July. Our, our draft show. Okay. And so, okay, draft show. Once in July when we did that other show, uh, they were opening the Galleria at Ocean. At, at, at Ocean. And at we did Jeff, Jeff D'Ambrosia car dealership. Three. Did I see? I saw Barrett at uh, our f- former uh, co-worker Kyle, uh, Kevin Flatley's going away party in January. Yeah, I had I had something going on that night. I'm yeah, so I in one of your twenty. Saw my birthday there. fishing trip. There you go. I, I saw what? My birthday fishing trip. I didn't see you there, did I? My birthday fishing trip. Mine. Oh 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 oh. Uh, that, yeah, that's I it. I think three, that's it. I, yeah, but we'll. So look, we have the draft. You probably up, saw so. him and ignored me too. That's it. I'm look, I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. Oh. I admit, I admit, I get my shots in it, Barry, when I can. He's been on me. He's been on me this week, Rob. He's been firing back. This you've been week. getting it today. You have definitely gotten. You, you have gotten. You've caught more than you've you've given uh, out. Uh, I've enjoyed more, it. More shots. To be, yeah. yeah. To be honest, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been good. And actually, it's been fun. We should, uh, we should do a location show somewhere like Cheeky's and Pete's or something. We really I'm, should. I'm we interested. Really should. Yeah, Chris says yeah. a fishing pier. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. It depends Still. on the weather. If it's cold and windy, messes yeah. up with the mics it, and stuff. It's going to need to be warm. Yeah. yeah. It's going to need to be warm. Yeah. And it's uh, got to be, it's got to be, a, I don't think Jacob, I don't think we can have three wireless mics if we're walking and talking on a pier. It would have to be at a desk, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, look, I think that. Um, more we grow, the more opportunities there'll be in terms of the, that stuff. I'll just leave it at that. So we'll Ooh, see what you happens. know where a great place would be? Xfinity. To do it up on that loft overlooking the bar down I below. Used to do, yeah, TV. I used to do a post-game show from there. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. It's a fun That'd spot. That'd be a great place to do it. Yep. Uh, well, I'm all, we're working on some stuff, too, with uh, maybe one of our sponsors, where you guys will get fed very well. I'll just leave it at that. You guys can, I you can I think bring it to our house or what? You can do the math. No, we may do a remote there, and you guys ah. get fed very well while we do the remote. I will just leave it at that. I am game for that. Make that happen. I am Make working happen, on Rob. it. I am working on that. Yes, that is, uh, that's in the process. Of You've been great at efforting. When we, get to it, when we get to a little bit better weather, because we may be doing it right outside of their uh, their their place. Yes. I think May I is, is, is know, what we're targeting. May. I don't, know. I don't know, Rob. I don't know if I can sit and enjoy a meal and sit next to Bear for three hours doing the show at the same time. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. You don't could know eat before the show, Derek. You could do that. Uh, it might come up during the show. And then do bring a little home, a little takeout. That's best of both uh, worlds, man. That's, that's not a bad idea. Do they have yeah. seafood? Does this place have seafood? No, but it has a lot of options. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Um, all right. Let's hit some birthdays here, and then we'll get into some movies after <sighs> that. 
All right, birthdays. We will start. Uh, there's one, hey, you know what? Sacred Solutions. There's one place we will not be doing it from. We will not be live from White Castle. That ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening. I think yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right. Uh, here we go. So Brendan Gleeson, Irish yes. actor, is 68. He's in that movie with Colin Farrell. Uh, that did really well. I think it, I don't know if it won an Oscar or not, but anyway, he's he's sixty eight. He did a um, great job in Braveheart. Yes, great job. In that he's movie. good. He is yes. good. Sam Walton, who was uh, who yeah. who was the founder of Walmart and Sam's Club, and his family he's now he's in New York also. Just so you know. Oh, Brendan Gleeson is yeah yeah. Uh, Sam Walton also uh, his family now owns the Broncos. That's Sam Walton. Oh yeah. Group. Did you know Walmart was founded in nineteen sixty two? I didn't know. I I knew. I, I no never idea. heard of it until uh, what eighties. Yeah, until recent. Not all I mean, that. Me either. I they said it was started in sixty two. I'm like, yeah. where were they? Yeah, who knew? Not me. Wow. <laughs> uh, Lucy Lawless, the uh, the actress, is fifty five years old today. Oh, uh, speaking of her, did you ever see her in that series on Showtime, Spartacus? No. Did you ever watch that series? No. You have to watch that series, Spartacus. It was about Spartacus, the Roman gladiator. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. You got to watch that series. All it was right. from your series came out it was from 2010 to 2013. Okay, it was one of uh, Showtime's biggest, most watched uh, series. Dude, it's all you, right. You, you got to watch it. Okay, yeah. yeah. She was also Xena, the warrior princess. Yep. Uh, actress uh, Marina Sirtis is 68 yep. today. Annabella Sciorra is 63 today. Mm-hmm. Elle McPherson is she strong? Is she strong, Rock? Annabella and L are both strong. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a double shot of strong. Right okay. There. All right. All right. L L was a is a is a Hall of Famer. She's a she's a one seed from back in the day. <laughs> yes. Still is. Oh, it's the I, I agree. I listen. She's she's 59. I'm like, I, what? I know. That's good genes and everything else. Um, all right. Wait, so genes, uh, you mean like bloodline or pants? Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, John Tyler, one of our uh, 10th president, in fact, uh, was born on this day in 1790. Billy Bean of uh, Moneyball fame, uh, Oakland A's uh, architect, is 61 years old today. I didn't know he was behind Sabermetrics. Yes. Oh, he was yep. huge. Yeah, that's that. the reason the movie Moneyball was made. Yep. 100%. I'm shocked. Yeah, he was a forefather of that. He was one of the founders there of that thing. Uh, Eric Idle from uh, Monty Python is 80 years old today. Cy Young, who the awards named yep. after former pitcher, yep. 1867. The great, and I mean the great, Earl Campbell. Yep. Uh, yes. 68, one of my all-time favorites uh, as a kid. I, oh, my God. He was just a man, Earl Campbell. 68 years young. Uh, Walt Frazier, Clyde, uh, former Clyde. Nick. Yeah, still does Nick's, Nick's games, uh, radio, I believe, or, or TV, one or the other. Uh, he is 78 years old today. Uh, Perry Farrell, uh, Jane's Addiction, is 64 years old today. John Popper of Blues Traveler is 56 today. Jennifer Capriotti, former uh, tennis player, is uh, 46 years young today. What else do we have? Uh, birthdays, fellas. You got uh, Chris, Christopher Lambert is 66. Mm-hmm. From Mortal Kombat. Huh? He was in Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Scott Wilson, uh, the act, great actor, 76. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, Adam Gase, who's out of football now, oh, 45 man. years old. Crazy ass? Oh, boy. Yeah, crazy ass. Paul Bailey. 
the great singer. Thurl. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Thurl yeah. Ben, 72. Yeah. Uh, gymnast, Kurt Thomas, 64. And, and my final one I'm going to give is uh, Denny McLean. Did you know? Did you know that Denny McLean? Now you remember Denny McLean, great pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Mm -hmm. uh, went to jail, had all kind of yeah. crazy stuff going on outside the law. Yeah. You know he's the last thirty-game winner in baseball. Yeah, was it sixty-eight? Eight. Yeah, crazy, yeah. right? Last thirty-game winner. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. he was thirty-one and six that year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Barrett, quickly because we are we are up against it. Oh, I got nothing. I mean, I nothing. Got... All right, I'll go to the movie. Justin right. Tuck. Right. Justin Tuck. Oh yeah, nine. Justin Tuck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Some yeah. Like It Hot, uh, the movie came out in 1959 on this day. Yep. Panic Room, yep. this day, 2002. And that's really all I have movie-wise. I didn't that's love it. the rest. Yeah, all I got? Really not a great movie day, that's for sure. But you know what? It was a great show today. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody in the chat section. Tone DeShields producing the program. Tone, great job as always. Hey, don't forget. Sorry. We got, we got Sal Palantonio tomorrow, baby. Sal, Sal, Sal tomorrow. Yes. South Pal tomorrow, man. And uh, we'll have plenty of baseball coverage as the Phillies kick off their season as well. Just waiting on a couple hearing back, some confirmations on some folks. So we will uh, we'll dig into all that. Thank you guys in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. We're back tomorrow at the same time. Don't go anywhere. You got the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. For Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We are Sports Take. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.